everyone. Welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast. We'll watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. And just our classic reminder, not a spoiler free podcast. So you may hear things that come up in future episodes that get dropped or referenced here. And that's, that's how this podcast works. But if you enjoy Felicity and you know the show, this is a great place to be. I am Melissa, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Fish. Fish, how's it going today? Today is going well. I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast yet. I probably have. But I've got a new puppy, Yay. and she and I are just, you know, we're starting to bond, and it's making me happy. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Yay. Welcome to the family. Her name is Emma. Oh, hello, Emma. Rough. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's a new addition to our podcast and sometimes Fish has to go off and chase her and always fun. It's true. I have to cut those parts out of the podcast because I'll say things to Melissa like, wait, I have to go. I have to hold on. Because I hear these little feet pattering, and I have to grab her before she goes and pees somewhere that she should not. Yeah. So we we appreciate you and your efforts. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, we'll try to hold down the fort and talk about this episode of Felicity, which was season two, episode three, called Ancient History. This one originally aired October 10th, 1999. It was written by Andrea Newman, directed by Keith Samples, which is a name I don't believe we've seen before. And here's the synopsis. After a curriculum discussion with another student, Ruby, who is Amy Smart, Felicity realizes she's drawn to art rather than pre-med. Changing her courses then puts Felicity in the same class as Noel, who fears she is out to sabotage him. Meanwhile, Julie finally moves out of the loft, much to Sean's chagrin. Does she? She doesn't. Does she? The synopsis <laughs> tells us lies. Um, <laughs> they, they missed the, whoever wrote this missed the last 10 minutes. That's okay, though. Um, we'll correct it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did I fall asleep and miss a part? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody who write, writes these needs to actually watch the whole show. Um, <laughs> which could explain a couple of the synopses we've read along the way. Sure. But yeah, I mean, otherwise, I do think they had a good start to this description. But what what stood out to you, Fish? Where do you want to begin? So, I guess I'll just start with a bit of an overarching statement first of all i was a little disappointed that this was not about egypt Um, there were no pyramids referenced um but clearly noel is the ancient history it goes back you know a whole what eight months of her life um so so that's fine that's fine um but I guess my overall assessment of this one is that it was just kind of flat for me. You know, there, there weren't really any emotional moments. I didn't, there were a couple that we laughed at, but I didn't think, you know, my big funny characters didn't come in. 
So I didn't think it was that much of a comedy. And there was there weren't any sort of dramatic, like heart rending moments either. Thought there were a couple of, you know, good conversations, but I don't know. It just didn't this one didn't speak to me emotionally the way that I think a lot of other episodes have. But we mm-hmm. did get a lot of, I think, forward movement. Yeah. Between the relationships of the characters. Yeah. So um, I think that was the point of this one. I mean, I think we've had a lot of big emotional things happen in the, the previous episodes. You know, even like, yes, season um, episode one and episode two of this season certainly had emotional moments and blow ups. But we're also coming off of the end of season one where that was really heightened. And I think they had some work to do here to get us to like reset. We're hitting the Felicity and Ben breakup or whatever that was, whatever (laughs) they were. I don't know. Um, But they're they're not together now. And it's basically the show hitting reset and saying, okay, we're going to start. We have to go somewhere from here. And it can't just be all of these like heightened conflicts and really emotional moments. They have to, they have to restart and earn their way back to that. So I think this, this isn't necessarily an episode that when I'm rewatching it, I'm like, yay, ancient history. Um, (laughs) But I think it was really important. And actually I, I was more impressed with it on this watch than I've been previously because I just saw how much heavy lifting there were trying to do in like, you really do need to earn that those payoffs of the emotional moments. And so they, they're starting back from like no momentum now. Um, um, you know, doing what they can with it. So I'd be really curious to see if you feel like the forward movement made was plausible and made sense to you. Yeah, um, some of it, I think, mm-hmm. did. I I think, um, I think that the Noel plot line maybe went a little fast, but I can also understand the way they set it up, that maybe it was, I don't know, if there'd been a few more days or weeks in between and he wasn't wearing the exact same shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> would have seemed a little bit more plausible. Mm-hmm. But I thought the the Ben and Julie stuff definitely was, and I can see they're setting something up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe we should start with, we get a first look at Felicity's new hair. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Megan's the, opinion of it. The whole opening <laughs> this episode is people giving opinions on Felicity's hair, which is also interesting because people outside of the show like you know like this is scripted but in the non-scripted way a lot of people were sharing (laughs) opinions about Felicity's new haircut but that hadn't that reception wasn't happening yet at the time when this script was being played up you know so these these people are they're making it a point to make a big deal out of her haircut on the show and that will end up matching the reception of it <laughs> and by the audience. Maybe in terms of 
uh, number of people commenting. Yeah, like I don't the amount know of mention the, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that the same reception <laughs> happened because uh, we know mm-hmm. they lost a lot of viewership over this. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I do think is a little silly. But, But, you know, it's also interesting because I think um, from what I understand, so I don't think I was really paying attention to how this was playing out at the time, but I think there's more than one thing happening here. Felicity gets a major haircut. Yes. She also is now broken up with Ben and not with Noel, which basically was the plot for the entire show up until this way and if i correct me if i'm wrong listeners did they switch nights that they were airing the show right around now um i thought i saw that somewhere i thought they actually made a, a a change in the scheduling of the show so i think there were multiple things that were conflated into this and so it i think somehow this got to be Felicity's haircut ruins the show. But I think that might be an oversimplification um, of, of some of the factors that were, that were happening at this point. Yeah. And there's one other thing that I noticed that I'm, I guess I'll mention it now, but I think we can come back to it later. I think they'll, I'm hoping they'll kind of figure out what they're doing with her look because I feel like she she has the haircut mm-hmm. and then she kind of goes she starts dressing in more kind of like boxy masculine clothes huh. and but then there's a few scenes, especially with um, the registrar, mm-hmm. where she has like this red tank top on and it is very feminine. Her makeup's very feminine. Um, and I thought it was just a very interesting choice that she cuts her hair short. She starts dressing more in a masculine way. And then they introduce a lesbian character. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just sort of wondering if the show had, you know, a huge fan base in the lesbian community and that somehow, you know, affected their choices. And I also wonder about the people who continued to watch it, if it actually was, you know, appealing or if, you know, a lot of people just said, meh, you know, because the other thing, you know, you just said, she doesn't have Noel or Ben. Mm-hmm. There's also not another man. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. This, so, they, they really are hitting the reset button completely. So if you feel like you understood what this show was all through season one, and then the first two episodes of this season, you come back now and it's like, oh, where are they going to go with her character? Right. Because She's she's actively avoiding Ben. She's in this episode starting to get into some sort of a workable place with Noel as a maybe friend, but they're they're just like, they can talk. They can be in the same room Mm -hmm. without ripping each other's eyes out or without Noel ripping her eyes out. She's, you'll, she is actively not near Julie. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, she's got this relationship with Elena, but when you think about who she's on good terms with here, you know, it's, she, Felicity's starting over. She's even changed her major. She is starting over in so many ways. And so, you know, if you've been a fan of the show to this point, you would have to acknowledge this as like a, oh, okay, we're starting fresh. And where are we going from here? I guess we'll find out. And you have to trust the writers to take it in a direction that'll be interesting to you. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the 90s audience wouldn't, I don't know if they wouldn't have accepted this or exactly what would have happened, but I think it would have been really interesting if they had introduced, you know, a um, like a female relationship at this point right? Mm -hmm. We would have just been able to see like another side of Felicity. And so that I think- You mean romantic or do you mean friendship? I mean romantic. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's something that I think we would just kind of expect today, um, that that's something that could happen. And I don't think it's something that, that was expected back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it might work out, it might not, um, but at least to be able to look at that, that side of, um, of relationships and of culture and, you know, what's going on at the time. Um, I, I kind of feel like, like they were going in that direction, but knowing the time period, I, like, I recognized that they weren't. Yeah, that's just not something that, let's see, I'm trying to think if there's any other character in this whole show that is gay. Um, well, Javier. There's, oh my gosh, yes, Javier. There's also <laughs> there's also a, a storyline that'll evolve later about querying whether a character is gay. Um, but yeah, Javier. Uh. Javier's what we have. I mean, it's interesting that they have Bridget in here. I kind of like Bridget, actually. Um, yeah. But I guess just, uh, you know, since we started with Felicity's hair, I guess a couple things worth saying. Um, one is there, I mean, people who are fans of the show now, there's a mix of reaction about what people feel about the haircut. Um a lot, you know, obviously there was a drop in viewership. A lot of people didn't like it. Some people do. Um, so it's, it's not everybody hates it. But what I do think is really interesting is that because of just, you know, this confluence of events and, you know, the haircut and the dropping of the ratings, I believe at this time, the network actually made a stipulation that, uh, you know, their lead actresses could not significantly change their appearance during their run on the show because of this and uh what is so interesting to me now is that there are a number of other shows or i don't know if i've seen it in movies but there are a number of other shows where the show felicity is referenced when a character gets a haircut so (laughs) it's like interesting how this stuck in other pop culture and it 
For a show that ended in 2002 at a time when there wasn't social media, there wasn't, or, you know, there was, that was just sort of beginning. The actors weren't going to conventions. Fans were appreciating the show amongst themselves, um, but didn't really have a lot of forums to talk about it. Somehow this became a story point that, that carried forward into pop culture far into the future and made it a show that somehow was still relevant. <laughs> so it is yeah. really interesting to me, like that at the time, maybe that wasn't the best thing for the show, but then like it keeps it in the conversation later and when it might not have been. Hmm. I remember, um, what was it? There was an episode of One Tree Hill, I think, where like Lucas gets a haircut and Keith, his uncle, is like, yeah, Felicity. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh. You know, and that stuff has happened um, in other shows as well, but it's just, you know, it comes up. Yeah, it's interesting how, I don't even want to say controversial, but how deep conversations about hair can go Mm -hmm. um especially i would say in like with minority and queer actors so Mm -hmm. more recently we've seen a lot about different haircuts um or um like african-american women uh you know taking off a wig having natural hair um and and that being sort of a major, not plot point in the story, but outside of the show, mm-hmm. you know, and people commenting on like Viola Davis yeah, and others. So and of how to get away with murder. Or is that what yeah. you were thinking of? That's one of the things I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and just how interesting conversations about hair have continued to be kind of over time. Um, obviously this one wasn't say as significant in terms, well, I don't know if, I mean, it was significant enough to the network Mm -hmm. that a bunch of people stopped watching and then there's continued reactions today, but I don't know from a cultural standpoint, how significant it was. Um, I guess we'd have to go back and and try to do some some research to figure out why people stopped watching. Um, If it really was just the haircut or if the haircut meant something else to them. Or if it was another factor altogether. I mean, I think for me, so I'll just, I'll say my personal experience with this. My, my hair is very similar to Felicity's original hair from season one. And when I first saw a commercial for the show and I saw this woman who was meant to be playing somebody about my age with my hair, I felt immediately connected to her. And then when I saw her personality on the show, I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot that's going on with Felicity that's actually very similar to how I feel about things um, or circumstances in my own life. Not all of them, but some things. And so I felt really connected to her. I didn't have a problem with her cutting her hair, but when I actually felt kind of betrayed, to be honest, was in season four when she straightens it. And Carrie Russell has never gone, as far as I've been able to tell, has never gone back to curly hair from season four through the rest of her life to this point. (laughs) She was basically (laughs) like, 
Curly isn't cool anymore. And I was like, what the actual, you know, (laughs) I felt really like, wait a minute. What is she saying to me? (laughs) It was, it was upsetting. Like I actually loved her hair junior year. I had my hair cut like that at one point in college. Um, I went to an actual hairdresser and with two pictures of different scenes from Felicity and said, give me this. And, um, from, (laughs) from junior year. And, uh, so for me, like the haircut was not as much of a blow as the, just like, you know what? Curls aren't cool anymore. I'm going straighter. (laughs) I was like, come on. Uh, Is there nobody I can trust anymore? (laughs) It was upsetting. It was upsetting, but I don't know. I mean, Carrie Russell is beautiful with any hair. I mean, regardless, it doesn't, she is a beautiful woman doesn't matter what her hair looks like it's just she's always beautiful and we have seen them try in the americans <laughs> to give her a lot of looks that could go really wrong and she's just still beautiful so i um i mean nothing to be said about that for me it was just the like a bigger switch to go from curly to straight than from long hair to short that's interesting and i'll have to I guess, see what that feels like later. I don't have curly hair, so I can't say it it would be a personal affront to me. Um, But I will say I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the hair. I thought I would be more of a fan. Um, I mean, she is still beautiful, and I think especially in the scene with the um the registrar where she has this red shirt that matches her lipstick and her makeup's really nice like you know her face pops and is absolutely gorgeous but and with the different angles and you know i i took a good look at the hair and i'm yeah i'm not a fan it won't like it doesn't affect my enjoyment of the show in any way mm-hmm. but yeah just not not my favorite fair enough well I mean I think you know we open the show looking at her hair and hearing different characters talk about it we get we get Megan wow she's like wow good she's like, no definitely wow bad and then Berkey gives us the opposite opinion he comes through and he's like yeah I think you look hot Megan thinks he doesn't count so there's all that. And there are random people on the street stopping her and saying, oh, that's gutsy. It looks like a whole new you. Ruby says the same thing. We're going to, I think we meet Ruby for the first time in this episode. Um, and she also echoes this idea of it's a whole new you, which I think is the idea of what the character of what Felicity's character was going for, um, you know, to feel like it's a fresh start. Um, and so that's, we're getting a mix of reaction from the people who see it, but a lot of people are commenting on how like it's, she's a new version of herself right now. Yeah. And I felt like there were a lot more positive reactions. I mean, there's Megan who of course was always going to say it was bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did kind of like Noel's reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, those He's are just pretty... laughing at her in disgust pretty much. Yeah, um, he's he's so bitter. It's it, that I found that to be pretty funny about this episode. Um, 
He's sort of back to passive aggressive at the start of this episode, or maybe, maybe we can say he's improved to the level of passive aggression (laughs) in this (laughs) episode because he was, he was overtly harsh. um, Still overtly harsh. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At least partly so, but dismissive. He's dismissively harsh, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Something, but But I think overall, people were giving her really good reactions. And I think it's interesting that she makes such a big point of she's cutting her hair for herself at the end of the last season, season, last episode. And then, you know, she she gets all these positive reactions. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's always nice to hear nice things from other people. But I just thought that it was such a you know, if everybody had hated her hair, I kind of wonder if the fact that she did it for herself would have really mattered because she didn't seem too happy about it when, when Noel was critiquing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I, yeah, I do think this is the first time we meet Ruby because she looks so familiar that I'm assuming she sticks around for a while. Um, she does. She's going to be an important character this season. And also, I i mean, I know that she's been in other stuff, like her career. She's done some good things in her career. Um, so, like, you, there have been some films she's been in. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if she's mainstream, uh, like I remember being in what it was at the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher. I, I, I feel like there are probably people who have seen her in other things and wouldn't even realize, Oh, she, you were in Felicity, but like, I know it the reverse. So, um, I'm always amazed by so many of the characters, so many of the actors in this show have gone on to do a lot of great things. You know, even yeah. some of these minor characters that come in or like the the characters that are there for a season or a season and a bit, you know, in this season, we've already met Ruby and we've met Berkey and both of them, you know, they're Amy Smart and Michael Pena. Um, right. <laughs> like, wow. Like the people who were casting this show. I mean, I'm just going to say features. Bradley Whitford was there for all of 30 seconds and didn't say anything. And he's had a fantastic career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Eric, you know, being Julie's mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just so met. This is kind of, this show is kind of like a who's who. And that doesn't always happen with shows that are made a long time ago. Sometimes you see them and you're like, what, what happened to those people? Yeah. And with this, there's so many, like they got better and better and better. So many of them. Yeah, they, they did a good job. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we've met Ruby now. We have met Ruby. And she seems nice. Um, and she's... <laughs> I love the interaction that she first has with Felicity, where she comes in looking for help. And then Felicity just makes it all about herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, yeah, that tracks. Well, did she? I mean, Ruby makes a comment about her hair. Felicity's like, thanks. And she's like, did you break up with somebody? And Felicity is just like stuck. And she's like, never, it looks great. It's new you. (laughs) Never mind. 
really, I don't, did Felicity actively make it about herself or was she just waiting for Ruby to get it out of her system? No. So Ruby comes um, and she's like, I'm going to leave because I can't get into this class. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then Felicity's like, what about this art class? I'd love to take that. What about this other art class? I'd love to take that. And Ruby's like, um, I'm not really into drawing. Uh, and yeah. then Felicity's like, oh, right. This isn't about me. <laughs> yeah. So Ruby was, you know, upset because she couldn't get this one class that she really wanted, which was a Norwegian landscapes class. And she, she makes this whole bit. I, I like some of these little touches they put in the script. Like she's like, ah, oh, I remember this family member. I go to her house and she had this beautiful wallpaper with windmills. It was, and Felicity's like, isn't that Dutch? She's like, what? Isn't it Dutch? Yeah, I, I think mean, so. Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, when I think Dutch, I'm like windmills, tulips, clogs. I'm pretty sure like, we all think of windmills as being <laughs> Dutch. And I think Ruby is just, you know, I think it says something. I think my impression of Ruby on meeting her is she's kind of like, she's got a certain naivete. She's like kind of wide-eyed in the world, but things kind of work out anyway. Um, when you say naivete, is that like a nice way of saying dumb? Because she did come off as kind of dumb to me. Did she? Yeah. I mean, I think she, I don't know. Like she, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. She, she just, she's kind of doe-eyed, just like looking at the world and things seem to be going okay for her and working out and she gets help where she needs it. But I don't know if I, I think of her as like really lucky somehow, like she's getting through and she <laughs> finds the people who will help her get through and she's nice enough, but what's the agency that she really has? I don't know. She, yeah. Is she dumb? Hmm. Maybe. Sounds kind of like you're saying from an evolutionary standpoint, she's getting lucky because otherwise she would not be surviving. She just, she seems like somebody who doesn't really know what's up at any point, but will always find somebody who can help her, you know, and look at how many times that happens, even in this episode, you know, like, She's going to Felicity and Megan. She goes to Noel. She goes to the guy at the computer store who gives her all the information. And then she is able to parrot back the information that she needs. But she's not somebody who's like got all the information herself. But it seems like she'll always manage to find somebody who can hook her up with what she needs or the right information or whatever. Um, I think she's a very social being. So we can say she's emotionally intelligent. I think so. It'll be interesting to see how the perception of her tracks here. But I mean, what did you think of her in watching this first introduction? I had a weird reaction to her because she comes in and she seems nice. But like, there's something about her character and I don't know what it is, but I feel like she could be a real bitch. Mm. 
Okay. And and I don't know what it, it, there's just something about her that I'm like, oh, I would, I would not want to get on her bad side. Interesting. Or I also feel like she might be a big gossip um, and say like really cutting things. And, and I don't know exactly why I feel that way. Because as I said, she comes in, she's she's asking for help, but it does it seems a little fake, maybe the nice part. It's it's interesting. I'm I'm glad I asked you this, and it's interesting to see that there's something about her that made you feel that way. They're not gonna take her character in that direction. Um so whatever you're picking up on was probably unintentionally put down, but but a lot of, like, it is, like, there's a sweetness to her that's like, what's underneath this? And you're kind of waiting to yeah. see what's underneath it. And exactly. I don't know if there is anything underneath it. Is me, maybe that's, um, you know, we're I'm asking for her cynical. to be more fleshed out. I don't know. Could be. But or yeah, I think. somebody comes and is nice and I'm just like. No, you just can't be. You're immediately skeptical. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're a resident. You have to be something else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they are going to give her a really meaty story to play with here. So even if you think of her character as not having a lot of dimensions, the storyline they're going to give her begs her to have more to it. Um, they're not going to take her in a direction of being a gossipy mean girl. But she is just going to have, I feel like she's always going to have this element of like, um, just like this, the sweetness and the needing of help and the, you know, like she just, I don't know. I feel like she would do really well in a horror movie where she ends up like either single white femaling someone Mm -hmm. or she Gosh. ends up you know like being the killer yeah. like there's i don't know i feel maybe it is just a, as you say like the lack of depth that i'm filling in for her mm-hmm. but i feel like like she would do really well as like here's the kind of surface level mm-hmm. and as you go under it it she becomes a serial killer wow well that's <laughs> that's why we love you fish that's why we love you. Um, she is not going to become a serial killer in this show oh, that I darn. I will tell you now. But um, she, so she didn't get this class, which I remember, you know, not getting a class in college, you kind of build your schedule around the, you start, you know, you build a schedule. And then if you don't get something, you've already slotted in all this other stuff. So it becomes a bit of a challenge of saying, okay, what can I take during the times that I now have free, um, that I'm actually interested in. And mm-hmm. she's kind of at that point and she just doesn't know where to begin. And Felicity opens up the course catalog for her, which she probably could have done herself, but maybe it just changes to have somebody else to talk it through with. Um, and well, so her well, answer was, I'm just going to drop out. I couldn't get yeah. this Norwegian landscape course. So I'm leaving. Yeah. But I didn't really have a, it felt hyperbolic, you know, 
Was she actually going to drop out on the back of that? I don't know. I mean, it was relatively easy for Felicity to turn this around and be like, how about instead of that, we look at the course catalog and see if there's something else. She's like, well, okay, that could work too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Didn't she end up with like, like Russian costumes of czarist Russia. So Felicity, like you said, is looking through and what's catching her eye is all these drawing courses. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe her, they were flipping to those sections because a Norwegian landscapes class, there's, you know, something aesthetic about that. So they were probably in a section of the course catalog that might've triggered that Felicity's eye was being caught by drawing classes, but movies like, like you said, no, that's not really my thing. And Felicity's like, well, what is your thing? And then Felicity randomly picks one. She's like, well, there is this costumes of Zara's Russia class. And she says it almost laughing. And Ruby's like, yeah, great. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Love your work. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the, the first one she wanted um, was uh, art history. Right. Okay. And so then uh, Felicity goes into just art. She's like, you know, if you know exactly what you want, you miss out on all these other things. Oh, here, let me look at the stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I guess maybe the costumes, they are kind of art history, right? It's, mm-hmm. um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, well, not design, but, you know, folk art and um yeah i mean fashion design art. is still um you know i yeah wearable art seems like a good way to describe it and set in a certain time period in a certain place so i think it makes a lot of sense to me the connection between our norwegian landscapes class and a costumes of Tsarist russia class i can see why she'd be interested in both of those things um so that that definitely tracks for me and i think this experience of this experience that Felicity has is an experience I have, I watched people go through in college, especially people who had majors in our school, we call them concentrations, majors that are like really uh, rigorous in terms of the number of courses you need to take to meet your requirements. Um, so we actually, Fish, you and I had a, I had a sweet mate who had this exact thing happen where she came to school as an engineering major And she was interested in a lot of other stuff. And she was especially interested in psychology classes. And I remember her being kind of frustrated her freshman year of being like, I can't take any of this stuff with all my engineering things that I have to do. And then I think it was maybe sophomore year or end of freshman year. We were sitting, a bunch of us were sitting in her room, all studying and she just, and she's a very decisive person, but not to be confused with like, taking quick action she she thought about she was she thinks about things for a long time and then like when she makes a decision it feels sudden if you didn't know that she was this was percolating for a while so we're all sitting in this room studying and all of a sudden she just closes her book like with a loud thud and she's like I don't I don't really care about this anymore I don't I don't want (laughs) to, I'm not interested in reading this. I don't want to take this test. I don't want to take this class. I don't want to be an engineering major. I'm going to be a psych major. And like, basically the next day she made it all happen. 
And she instantly felt freer because the psych uh, requirements were, you know, she, she could still do it. You know, she had enough time left to take all those classes and she still had time to like take other things that interested her. So I think this experience that Felicity is having of like, I'm so locked into pre-med and I can't take anything else that I want to take with this schedule. And then being attracted by other types of classes. It's a, it's a pull. It's really compelling at that stage for some people to just like get a chance to explore those other things. Yeah. And I think that engineering and pre-med are were the two where you were really locked in. Uh, I think you had to apply and get into those uh, before you even came to college. Mm -hmm. And those were the only two that that you were already locked into because I guess from day one, there were so many courses you had to take that, you know, from freshman year, first semester, you had to know these are going to be your courses. Uh So uh, I do think a lot of people dropped um, and then just, you know, did whatever they, they felt inspired to do and, um, and had all that freedom to, to kind of do that. I guess I came in as being interested in a particular area, um, which was kind of, um, international, it was like U.S. and international relations, and I liked numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just something I've been interested in since high school and was able to, you know, have a fairly, um, I don't know, open an interesting schedule to fill in my requirements um and then just continued to be interested in it and there have been a bunch of iterations of it um throughout my career but it's always been kind of in the same interest area so i think i just ended up being really lucky that i didn't i didn't have any of these big shifts i sort of did it a different way i um fish you and i were both international relations concentrations but but there were, I think, four different tracks of international relations. There was one that was more economic, one that was more political. There's one that was environmental, and there was one that was more cultural. Well, and- there was a security one. There was like a national security, like NSA type mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So I didn't have a major selected before I started in college. And I think what I did was at some point, maybe in my freshman year, maybe even early sophomore year, I can't remember. I was looking, I thought, okay, what I, I did the reverse. I went, I pulled out my own course catalog and highlighted every course that sounded interesting to me. And then I looked at the majors and I thought, which major allows me to take the most of these. And that's how I ended up landing on what I landed on. And Honestly, I've never thought about my concentration since I graduated, not once, but I would say that I've definitely used, like I've lived internationally. I've lived in different cultures. Um, my, my work experience has gone way off of the grid of any sort of traditional path, but, um, 
it did allow me to mostly take classes in college that were very interesting to me. Yeah. And we even took one together. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Um, yeah, no, I ended up in the, the political economy and development uh, track. And then I did uh, economic development as my career. Mm-hmm. So pretty much kept it in the same, same vein. Yeah. 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 It's interesting how all that stuff evolves, but Felicity's journey here does not surprise me at all. And in fact, I, I think we're getting a really good mix of the, the main characters in this show of the different types of experiences people have, you know, Felicity mm-hmm. is switching a major Elena, pretty sure about what she wants. She's very focused on it. Um, Noel, you know, he has a lot of talent. So you kind of know he's going to land. And, you know, probably like he's building websites. He's got a graphic design, like set of hobbies on the side. So you feel like he's already building towards a career. Um, Ben and Julie, they feel like a lot of people I know too. (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) They've got their interests and are they sure what they're going to major in? Not yet. And that's a really big conversation people had in sophomore year if they hadn't already figured it out. Absolutely. And I kind of liked the way that they did this where, you know, Felicity said, I don't have to choose, you know, during her, during the first season. Uh And, and now they don't make, such a big deal about her having to choose, but she just kind of gets to a point where she's like, yeah, I, I do have to choose because I can't do the art courses. And I love the conversation she has with Elena where mm-hmm. Elena looks at her and says, you're, you're dropping pre-med. I, I can see it in your eyes. I'm your mm-hmm. lab partner. And Felicity repeatedly says, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not. And the next scene, she's there with the registrar saying, I want to, I want to drop pre-med. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also this, um, there's a previous setup to all this in that in the beginning of this episode, she's leaving a tape for Sally and she's saying, I drop pre-med. Like she opens with this revelation to Sally. So we know we're on the way here. And then, so when she has this conversation with Elena, you're like, she's going to drop pre-med. Like as much as Elena's like, you're going to do it. Plus like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And we're sitting there knowing she already has. Um, So, you know, to see, I liked the way it played for comedy when they just cut from her reassuring Elena that she's not going to drop pre-med to immediately going to the office where she can drop pre-med. you know, and, and they make it happen. They make it happen where she has now dropped pre-med altogether. Well, it's happened. I don't know how hard it would be for her to get back in if she wanted to. I mean, Elena keeps saying she's going to get, she's going to come back. So I didn't really think that was a thing, but I guess maybe you can become pre-med if you're not. Um, probably entails a lot of makeup work yeah but, I'm sure it does um we're gonna have see to a character me. go through that journey oh okay uh-huh. that's good to know uh-huh. um so 
I, I don't know if there's a complete skip in my notes here. Um, there, there was a point here where I, a couple of points where, where I had to catch up on notes. So tell me if I'm missing something in between or after the scene where she's talking to the, um, the registrar. Because the next note I have is Sean sideburns. His yeah. sideburns are so big now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So big. Is that the next thing? I don't know. I mean, you might be referencing the scene where Ben and Sean are carrying a bed frame. I am. Okay. That happened. Yep. Was that the next scene or did I miss something? Because No, I, I think that is. Like, I mean, in wow. the Elena and Felicity conversation, they go through the whole, you're dropping pre-med, aren't you? They ha- they make it a point to talk about how Felicity is avoiding Ben. And that seems to be helping her not think about him as much. Um, and then they go into the whole, you know, actually dropping pre-med thing. But then we move into Ben and Sean carrying this bed frame. They're outside of the apartment building trying to bring a queen size bed frame in to the building, which seems like a losing battle, but that's fine. Um, And (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how they're going to get it up into the loft, but that is okay. uh, Cause it's fully assembled. They're going to somehow make this thing happen. And Julie encounters them. Yeah. And she just casually drops. I got an apartment and like wrecks Sean's life. It just wrecks Sean's life. And Ben, you know, he's kind of keeping the conversation going at a normal cadence where he's like, Oh, great, great for you. And Sean's like slowly dying on the inside. (laughs) Um, yeah, the the bed frame is now dropped and they're just trying to process this. And then Ben's like, Sean, got to bring this in the apartment <laughs> with me like focus buddy focus I know your world's crashing down around you um, yeah yeah you really could oh, see on his face he's Sean. deflated poor guy he is he's just this poor girl not poor girl this girl is just ruining this poor boy um and it's interesting because as we continue to go along, I, you know, we start to see more Ben and Julie moments as we continue to see Sean, like, you know, slowly crumple and wither. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be interested to see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting how, how like this dynamic between the three of them really has really shifted, you know, Ben and Julie were together and now Ben fully knows how Sean feels about Julie and is like weirdly just trying to be the normal force in that situation. And we just somehow got here, you know, we just blended our way into this. And I don't remember any conversation between Ben and Sean about Julie where Sean says he likes her, or Ben says Sean likes her. I don't um, think we ever had that. I think the closest we've gotten to that was what the first episode of this season where uh, Ben's, you know, Sean is giving advice about what Ben should do with Felicity. And Ben says something like, 
you do what you want about Julie and I'll do what I want about Felicity. And the way that came across made me feel like Ben knows what's up. Um, and so is it because he's seen Sean give lingering looks to Julie or they've had an actual full conversation about it? We never saw that. It's like that stuff happened off screen and it's the essence of that blood its way into their relationship now, because it all, it seems seamless, but I'm curious. So do you feel like you needed to see that scene? Yeah, because I don't know that I really felt that or feel that Ben does know exactly the extent of Sean's feelings in this episode, just because we see so many moments between Julie and Ben that I kind of felt like it was moving in a direction of the two of them might get back together. Mm -hmm. And then that would be an issue with Sean. But I feel like if Ben knew how Sean felt and they're all living together, that he's a little more like bro code, like Mm -hmm. he wouldn't, he wouldn't do that. But then again, they've dated before. So Sean really shouldn't be dating Julie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's all just real messy, I guess. Yeah. But then, you know, alongside all of this is the fact that Julie really has friends on Sean anyway. And at a part of the time, I feel like she wants to get back together with Ben. And part of the time, I feel like she's just being nice and friend zoning him. So I was also a little confused about that. Yeah, it's almost like Ben can't be insulted by Sean violating any sort of bro code because it's all just too sad, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, okay, you want to be with Julie? Okay, okay. Um, Like, it does not feel like it's in the realm of possibility right now with with Julie just like constantly trying to hold parties to get dates and like get dates right on the back of that with other guys Sean's just sitting there pining away and it's like can Ben you know if if like Ben maybe would otherwise be insulted possibly if Sean (laughs) was at all close to being successful at this but like so many of his inventions (laughs) Sean It's so sad. It's so sad. And Julie is so obvious. Well, and I also think it's, I really like the scene where they're all, it's towards the end, they're all having breakfast and, you know, they've got their rhythm down and it almost feels like, you know, if Ben was observing you know, how withered and and crumpled, uh, you know, Sean was getting, he wouldn't have suggested that Julie stay at that point, Mm -hmm. but he just kind of likes the routine. You know, he's enjoying them living together. And there's like a a vibe. They all, they, it works. It works what they have. We'll we'll get into that more because there's a couple of cool scenes that kind of lead into that with the roommate interviews. Um, Yeah. But, you know, we know that Julie, she's found an apartment and she's supposed to move in at the end of the month. So they should start looking for roommates. And so there's a task to be done here, whether or not Sean likes it. But then 
Then we transition into another situation where women are not giving men the attention that they want. <laughs> and we've got a conversation between <laughs> Noel and Richard, which I have to say, I love <sighs> this. <laughs> how, Richard. how did oh. this happen? Someone, you, you're the only person here besides me. So please explain <laughs> this to me. Like, how did this happen? How did it go from Richard being so incredibly annoying? Mm-hmm. And yes, they had a few moments, but like, how in the world was Richard ever invited over to Noel's place to hang yeah, out? Yeah, this isn't just a matter of, oh, he's down the hall and I can just wander into Noel's room. Right. Like, he had to be let into this apartment. <laughs> 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 and, and, Obviously, Noel wanted that, right? They're hanging out as buddies now. It feels. But he's still annoyed. He's yeah, he's still annoyed. He's but still he, annoyed. It's so funny how, like, the note that they gave here for Richard is like, "You're very protective of your friend." That's it. That's mm-hmm. been the note for Richard for like a season now, you know. And we, yeah. you know, we see it. It's like just be as protective as possible over Noel. That's it. That's your job. You are, you're loyal. <laughs> like, you're watching out for your buddy. You're and team, I think he's team Noel. He's team Noel all the way. Richard is definitely team Noel. And Noel, I feel like the note to Noel was whatever Richard is doing, just be annoyed. Okay. Like he is not helpful. And so Noel's sitting there or standing there saying, Richard, shut up. Richard, you're not helping. And and why is this happening? Because Richard is poking on the open sore of the fact that, (laughs) so we know that Bridget with a D gave him a number at the party, but she Uh gave him a a number for Ray's original pizza and not her number. And so Noel and Richard are talking about that now. And he's, Richard's like, he just kind of bounced back from that kind of brutal rejection. And Noel's like, well, it wasn't <laughs> brutal. He's like, that's good. That's good. That's exactly it. It's not, it's not brutal. Um, you know, like who, who needs her? Who needs pizza girl? Um, yeah, who needs her? <laughs> you already got completely flattened by Felicity. <laughs> I mean, it's happened once. It's happened twice. Like, you gotta just get back out there, you know. <laughs> yeah, just just Noel's get like, back on no. that horse. And Noel's like, it's not a big deal. He's like, I, I did, and then you know, Richard's just like, well, you should just just get out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Noel's like, Richard. Um, yeah. So you know, R- Richard honestly is trying to be really supportive, and it's just also he is being really insulting. he's not trying to but in the process of trying to get to the encouragement he has to poke on that open sore a little bit yeah that's how it is (laughs) but this is where they are now and um i think i like that they had this little vignette because it's going to set us up for what's going to happen later where it may has richard ever left the apartment i don't know um but Mm -hmm. when ruby does show up which uh, maybe we'll circle back around to that, but you know, R- Richard and Noel are hanging out. They are, you know, and I'm assuming it will bring us joy for many, many 
episodes slash seasons to come. Mm-hmm. And then Noel's kind of on the move in this episode. He's sort of bringing us to the next location, which we we see that Elena and Felicity are having a conversation at is I'm guessing that's Epstein Bar. Um, Probably, yeah. And you know they're just kind of talking through the fact that she did indeed drop pre med. And then Noel pops in and sits down, not realizing that Felicity is Felicity because of her haircut. He's mean. Yeah, he he is mean. And I have I have a couple of awards to give in this uh, in this episode. And this is the first one. Um, it is for the most shade thrown, mm. and it is when Noel joins. And Elena's like, how great is her? Oh, no. Isn't her hair so great? And Noel just says, yeah, if you say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just <laughs> says a bunch of stuff like that. And then actually, yeah. you know, my, 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 the better line for me is when Felicity gets up from the table, just furious and not, not happy with Noel at all for being so mean. And then she gets up, she leaves. She's like, you guys have whatever conversation you're going to have. And Elena says, that was a jerky thing to do. And Noel says, well, I'm not the one who cut her hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just in succession. Mm-hmm. He, he says, yeah, if you say so. And then it'll grow out. And then buy a hat. And so you'll have a bad hair year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my goodness. oh no, that yeah. was a lot of brain power you just used to just, to just it was all right out of fingertips because this is the first yeah. time he's seeing her yeah knows oh. uh, knows you know what i actually bitter Noel's really bitter. love so you were saying that this episode didn't pop for you and I will mm-hmm. say that you know if i if i when i do rewatches when i get to this episode i'm like okay it's not like an episode I would skip. It's not a least favorite one, but it's not something that pops for me either. On this rewatch, looking at it with this level of detail, it impressed me a lot more. And it did that because of the really interesting navigation they do here between Felicity and Noel. Um, yeah. I what would a say journey Noel. they go on in this episode as like a just this episode look. Absolutely. I would say the, I can't even say he like fully saves the episode, but between the things that Noel says to Felicity and his facial expressions when she's talking to him, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say he's, he's like the MVP of it, this episode. There's so much work done. It is amazing to me. You know, we're sort of in this episode, we're kind of past the explosion. There isn't an explosion between them in this episode, but we are, we start in this immediate aftermath where he is still seething, but in a way that's more sort of controlled and sarcastic and mean. That's where he starts in this episode. And that's this, this scene where he's just Mm -hmm. cutting into her about her hair over and over again. Um, that's where he starts it and he's going to end in a really different place. They're going to end in a different place together. And 
you have to buy, like they're asking us to do a lot of work to buy into all of that. I think these actors sold it. But it I is think very they fast. Sold it. Yeah, that's the thing. I think they sold it if if you assume maybe there was like another two weeks in between mm-hmm. the blue shirt Noel and when he changes his shirt. Yeah. And they actually like get somewhere. Yeah. And clearly there isn't because it, you know, she has to draw hands and then the hands are there. Yeah. So they probably didn't give her two weeks to draw hands. Yeah. Um, and if they did, then I agree. Probably not the best hands ever. But you know, um, it might given have been a little though, extra time, I buy it. I I think it could have been two weeks because she shows up when they do the critique. She shows up into class at the start of class, puts her puts her thing on the easel, and they've already critiqued Lee's work, some other kid from class, which to me means that must have happened in the previous class, and because you know, we got the setup of what the assignment was going to be. We never saw Lee's work critiqued and now we're in this other class. So there must've been at least one class in between. So could that have been, uh, did they have one class a week or do they have more than one class a week? I don't know, but I could imagine that this could be two weeks. They just don't really give you a sense of how much time elapses. Um, okay. I, I mean, then I, then I would buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll dig into those scenes a lot more, I'm sure. But, um, you know, also around this time, they're setting up the fact that Noel's now gone into an art class. He's Bridget's in this art class. He sees Bridget. The stars have aligned. He has, you know, his best next step for trying to pick her up, which is, hey, you sent me a number for a pizza place last time i'm gonna ask you for your number again this time i want chinese food and now yes. okay this is kind of cute that's poor so my first reaction was what is Noel doing in art class and of course felicity's gonna be there got it um but this was my next my next award which is best wasted pickup line yeah it was good was Chi- i thought the chinese food pickup line was so good it was good. It was this, it was a step-by-step approach. Like Elena asked him to do. Um, mm-hmm. This is the next step. And I mean, I can believe that Noel would be in an art class for graphic to de- for graphic design purposes. Um, and I guess it's a prereq for all other art classes. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Which is weird that he's showing up at it in his junior year, but that's fine. Um, Fair enough. So it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about Bridget was, as we get to maybe the park scene, but, you know, I think in this scene, what they're trying to say is three people have now shown up in this class. We've got no, we've got Bridget and then Felicity walks in because that's, you know, the, yeah. the prerequisite she has to take just like everybody else. And, um, there's yeah. awkward moments. And I wrote down. Yeah, I wrote down, why is Noel in an art class? And then I wrote, as Felicity walks in, I just wrote Noel's face. Yeah. Because he has some amazing facial expressions Mm -hmm. that range from anger to a lot of disgust 
to a bit of sadness. I mean, bitterness. I, his tone, his lines, his face, this whole episode, again, MVP. Yeah, he did an amazing job here. And, it, you know, they heighten this conflict as much as possible. Felicity sits in a seat next to Bridget, who's sitting in a seat next to Noel, who's sitting in a seat next to, what's his name, maybe Bruce? I don't know if they've named him yet. Um, <laughs> and if at his some name point, isn't Bruce, I love that you just called him Bruce. I think his You're name like, is oh, Bruce. That looks like a Bruce to me. I'm going to call him Bruce until they call him something else. And then if they call him okay. something else, I'm going to rename him. But for us, he's Bruce. Um, And so they're in this class, Professor Sherman says, okay, everybody, you're going to need to pair up. And um, so they do, they pair up and Felicity and Bridget end up looking at each other and connecting and Noel wanted to pair with Bridget, but he's going to get Bruce who, you know, (laughs) artists his life. And this is unfortunate. It's going to be a very different pairing experience for Noel than what he hoped for. (laughs) and that's that's it so felicity is everywhere now she's like really inserting him it would appear to noel that she's really inserting herself in his world yeah it does i mean it it seems like it's not really something she's trying to do but she is around she's everywhere as Noel says. And she's just kind of like, all right, well, I think they, at this moment, they're just like, let's not bother each other. Let's just do what we need to do. Um, yeah. And, you know, Noel, I don't know how long Noel would be able to sustain that stance, but he's just looking for this not to escalate. Yeah. But that's he unfortunate. Just wants her, yeah, he just wants her not in his life and she's everywhere in his mm-hmm. life. And he just wants her to not be more in his life. And that's going to be a problem real soon. (laughs) (laughs) So that, you know, we immediately cut to a scene where Ruby's now in Megan and Felicity's room asking for advice about what computer to get. And Megan's like, I really don't care. What we actually cut to, yeah. What we actually cut to is a scene of uh, Megan's midriff. Just fully covered in leather uh-huh. as she is turning to the mirror and shaving her armpits in her room. Yeah. yeah. That is what, what we come in on. As Ruby is sitting uh, on, on a bed asking Megan questions while she is like kind of not quite dry shaving her armpits. Um, clearly not not the RA who's going to help you. Mm-hmm. And she's openly like, I really could care less about this. Um, yeah. So then Felicity comes in, thank goodness, because she's a, an RA who might actually answer a question here and there. And Ruby's asking about what computer to get. Felicity doesn't really know. Uh, but then Megan comes up with a brilliant idea. <laughs> yeah, it's like Megan doesn't care. She doesn't want to be helpful. And yet, she actually ends up being the most helpful as she's actively trying to, you know, um, amuse herself by making Felicity's life hell. Yeah. It's like, I'm, oh, I can solve a problem and make Felicity squirm. Well, actually, I only care about Felicity squirming. So this, right. this is fine. <laughs> um, One out of two ain't bad. Yeah. So <laughs> Megan's like, hey, doesn't Noel know about computers? 
this? And Ruby's like, no, <laughs> I have to meet this Noel and get my questions answered. And Felicity's like, well, I don't really think, no, don't leave, leave Noel out of it. And then Megan's like, yeah, just look him up in the directory, Noel Crane. and then ruby just like skips out of the room yeah she just like beelines for the door she's like fantastic bye Mm -hmm. it's all she needed yep gosh and that brings us to yet another fun scene uh okay i've gotta ask so this this is sean and ben looking for new roommates yep this guy andrew yeah I know him from somewhere. Where do I know him from? Boy, I have no idea where you know him from. Oh, I know him from somewhere. He was in something where he was a major character. And I cannot figure out what it is. Listeners, if you know where this guy Andrew came from, let me know. I'm probably going to have to look it up. But do you also feel like you know him? Let okay, that's that's a good question. Uh, and I'm just like slowly tapping into my computer to see if I'll be able to come up with that answer at some point along the way. Um, but I'll, I'll keep poking through that. But I really enjoy this scene. We've, um, we come to understand that this is Andrew is like the fifth or sixth roommate that has been interviewed <laughs> and that Sean has been rather selective, rather picky about who potentially could, let's see, his name is Trevor Lissauer. And I feel like he was on another sitcom. Okay, so he was in La La Land. He was in um, Running the Halls. He was in Undressed. He was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 39 That's episodes. it, that's it, that's okay. it. We yes. nailed it. All right, listeners, you're All off right. the hook. He's the roommate. When she goes off, when Sabrina goes to college, he's one of her roommates. That's okay. what it is. That's what it is. All right, okay, thank it. you. Okay, so, right. hey, you know, we're back. The The universe is aligned again. It was <laughs> a whack there for a second, but we figured it out. We're good. Um, I really actually enjoyed him. It was a small, very small part that he got here. But we just know that he's really not saying anything wrong he's fine um he doesn't play musical instruments he doesn't smoke sean's like not even a puff um (laughs) ben's like oh my god man all day with this and you know sean sends him out of the room he's like sorry andrew this isn't gonna work out and i love he just makes this great face like i honestly don't understand what happened here (laughs) okay and Andrew, Andrew exits the room and exits the loft. And Ben just looks at Sean. He's like, that was the best guy we've interviewed today. <laughs> but Sean had a problem with him, a very specific problem that I enjoyed. Yes. Um, you know, for all the times that you and I have talked about Ben's wavy hair and how amazing it is the longer it gets and the fact that you know, Sean brought in this wavy-haired god uh, freshman year. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. he's got an issue with the long hair, and it's it's flip. It's 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 flipping. The flipping. He does the hand motion. The flip. Yes. He's a flippy hair. Yeah. And Ben's yeah. like flippy hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> says appearance matters, man. Did he, and did he compliment this place at all? Did he say one nice thing about this place? If he doesn't respect the loft, he's not going to respect them. Yeah. But I think that at this point we really get to the main crux of it where Sean's like, yeah, I just can't see him being better than Julie. And Ben's like, Julie isn't <laughs> a possibility, which is why we're looking for roommates. Um, Sean's having a really hard time letting this go. And he's having a hard time finding to him. Julie can't be replaced. So why bother? I mean, if his, if his criteria is, for every roommate selection, uh, like we're not accepting you if you're not Julie, mm-hmm. he's going to have a very hard time finding a roommate. Yes, this is going to be a, a fruitless exercise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's, you know, we're going to come back to that. I like, you know, they did a lot of just sort of setting up these little moments that we'll come back to later in the episode. And now we're going to come back to another one that we left off of. And this is Felicity and Bridget in the park. I really like this moment because it's the two of them just bonding and, you know, Bridget being really supportive. And I like the fact that Bridget is very feminine Mm -hmm. and Felicity is dressing more masculine Mm -hmm. and you know, Bridget just says, you know, I'm seeing someone else. It's a she. And I love the juxtaposition between these two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it's just a really healthy way of subverting expectations mm-hmm. um, or stereotypes. And it's it wasn't made a big deal of, which I also really yeah. like. And I also liked how they didn't make a big deal about Javier. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and I like that they're both being just supportive of each other. You know, yeah. like Felicity is trying to draw hands. She's nervous about her critique. Bridget's supporting her with that, and then Bridget is revealing that she has this long distance relationship with a woman who's going to another school. And Felicity's thing is like, wow, long distance must be hard. You know, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But I like that they're just. It's sort of like a drama free. We're here for each other. Sort of conversation between partners in an exercise. And I'm, I'm sad that I'm feeling this because I feel like it's true, but you can tell me if it's not. I feel like once Bridget is no longer a viable, you know, person to date Noel, she probably does not continue, but I feel like her and Felicity could have been really good friends. I don't know if we're going to see Bridget after this episode. Um, I'm trying to think if I can think of any other scenes (laughs) that she's going to have. And I'm just going to look that up real quick. Um, I I don't, I like, I like her a lot better than I like Ruby at this point. Yeah. I think she's a really interesting character. Um, Yeah. She just has two episodes, last episode in this one. It's, it is a shame um, because I think she is an interesting, she's an interesting character. I guess, from a writing standpoint, there was just a purpose they were trying to serve with her um, in helping Noel get back into the fold, I suppose, and having this like way to start bringing Felicity and Noel back together in a way. Uh, well, to push them up further apart at first, and then mm-hmm. to bring them back together and to use Richard as the means 
Yeah. I mean, so I think Bridget now knows, well, Felicity now knows that Bridget is gay, that even though Noel's pursuing her, she's not an option. What I do wish they would have done with her though. So I like Bridget. From a writing standpoint, would it have been, I mean, okay. So they give us this cute moment. Noel asks for her number. She gives them the pizza place number. Noel asks for her number again. She easily at the party could have said, I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of wish they would have done that. Cause why do we play these games? Like, she's just not, why make him go through these steps? <laughs> like if the answer is <laughs> I'm actually in a relationship, um, you know, uh, I just feel like this is unnecessary uh, like gymnastics they're making this character do that I don't really appreciate or respect considering she's in this stable long-term relationship or at least that's what they're trying to present to us and they're not going to show us anything else to like make us think differently so what would have been so hard she didn't have to out herself to do that Um, she didn't have to but I don't know I guess Maybe sometimes there's follow-up questions or guys can be a little pushy. Like, she didn't really know Noel. And I have on more than one occasion said something like, I'm seeing someone. And then a guy will say, "Uh, they're not here now, you know. So I can understand her just, look, I've done the same thing. I'm not going to lie. Mm. on many occasions yeah. I think it's, it's like, unnecessary yeah. honestly because what's so hard about to the follow-up question being like and I still have a relationship <laughs> you know like I think if somebody asks be... a follow-up question you can easily put your foot down and have that I've done that too you know so it's like uh not your business <laughs> like, in a I party think... situation with people drinking and stuff like that guys can come on pretty strong and I can, I can decline strong. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, but the maybe other thing she that didn't want to deal with, with it. it is um, like, what if that person like in, in the, I don't know what percentage of the time the person is like, oh, okay. And then you end up having a friend out of it or an acquaintance. Like she basically shoots down the opportunity for that to happen completely. Um, so it's, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I've been in our situation enough times that I'm just like, I don't want to deal with this here. And I feel really bad because I usually, I didn't give them the the number two, like a pizza joint or something like that. I'd give them my number, but I'd change one number of it. Mm-hmm. And so whoever's number, whoever's number that was, was like getting calls from uh, a fair number of people. <laughs> oh my yeah yeah you and I would have a different approach to this I'd just be like sorry in a relationship or sorry not doing it yeah and then if they ask a follow-up it's usually only one yeah but Um, yeah but I also was hanging out later at night at bars with people who were drinking and that tends not to be your scene and so Um, well, but so the interesting thing about point. that scene is that do those people even remember those conversations at all, even while they're happening? What do you mean? Like, I would normally leave a scene like that the moment people started to forget the night. So, like, very rarely did people even notice 
um, when I was gone. But like, if somebody were to try to like get my number in the context of that, I feel like saying no is almost easier because it's like, no, I'm going to go over here. And then they like immediately forget that they they have a have a conversation with you at all. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a big range between like having a drink or getting a little buzz. And then just depending on the person, like some people can get pretty aggressive for a while, like a number of drinks Mm -hmm. until they get to a blackout point. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it it can be hours of that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listeners, you know, let us know what you think. What, what, what's the best way to handle this in your experience? Let's give tips to each other. Find out, find out what the way forward is. Um, but uh, there any guys listening as well for those aggressive females, let us know, like how, you know, how do you deal with that? Mm -hmm. Probably move on to somebody who's going to be a little bit of an easier spot. (laughs) 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 I cut out the riffraff pretty quickly. Um, (laughs) I was like, Whoa, never mind. Um, And then, then that's best for us all, really, in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so now we've had this, and we know some very important information that Noel does not have, which is his entire exercise around trying to get a date with Bridget is pointless. Noel doesn't know this yet. So we see a conversation now between Richard and Noel. And Richard is hopping mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah i mean he sees the danger uh-huh. you know he these two women have come together and noel is in danger uh-huh. and while noel may not believe that felicity is manipulative like that richard knows she is a saboteur felicity got to pizza girl <laughs> she shouldn't be talking to pizza girl nope yeah richard makes his feelings very clear on this and this is perfectly set up now for ruby to knock on the door (laughs) and and so ruby knocks the door noel opens the door ruby's ambling her way through trying to find out a way to explain why she's there she's like okay okay i'm looking for a computer and my ras are megan and felicity and Noel's just like, oh no. And Richard's eyes just roll around in his head. <laughs> and he's like, oh great, it's that Felicity again, sending girls to the door, sending other girls away. <laughs> well, so here's my thing. Under like in what universe is Felicity sending Noel women? Like to me. <laughs> And and also, why is he pissed about that? Yeah, like it's not like Felicity is would be trying to get in between him and Bridget by sending him a hot blonde. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I don't. Hmm. I think Noel just needs a break. He needs a break. He he, he was like. After his big speech about, I know I, that I know that I never want to see you again. I know that I will. We go to the same college. I just don't want to. And then suddenly 
she's in his art class. She's at the bar. She's sending blondes to his door. <laughs> it's like he it's he's not getting a moment to breathe through all of this. And so, yeah, I mean, how can you be angry with Amy Smart showing up at your door? But um, he well, just doesn't want to hear the name Felicity. That's fair. And Richard is, so So Noel goes to get some information or something or his number or something like that. And um, Richard takes matters into his own hands, which I know you love this part. Oh, I do. It's a callback. You know, I mean, Richard has learned from his mentor how to deal with people and just, you know, Noel steps away, gives him a second. Richard stands up and just slam right in Ruby's face. As a, just a full slam of the door, just full as slam. hard as just like, can. yeah, just like Noel did to him, you know, where, you know, Richard was like, you know, I've been waiting up for you. And Noel's like, slam. Mm-hmm. Right, one. Richard's face. Richard's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me just, I got you, man. I got you. Yeah. Slam. Yeah. And then Hot he's given looks. Yeah. He sits back down on the couch and he's given looks back at the door. And then Noel's <laughs> like, Richard. And he goes and he opens the door. And Ruby's starting to walk away. She's like, what did I just walk into? And Richard. <laughs> You know, he opens the door for Ruby and Ruby can see Richard just glaring at her. She's <laughs> like, I obviously came at a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby's kind of pissed yeah. and I can get that. Like, because yeah. she was expecting, you know, nice people. She didn't realize if Megan is recommending something, it is probably not going to end yeah, well for you. It's not good for your health. So, <laughs> so, you know, Noel, I, I would say sort of weakly tries to, I don't know. He's, he's like, no, 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 I'll give you. And she's like, you know what? No, <laughs> she just yeah. leaves. Yeah. Like, but he doesn't really try that. He, he's starting to sort of like, uh, sort of excuse himself, but then he doesn't really try all that hard to do it. He's happy for her to keep walking and he, he's not going to stop her. Um, and Ruby leaves. And that's how Ruby and Noel meet. And that's, that's <laughs> that, that is the, the meet cute that we all wanted with yeah. Richard present yeah, and Richard's Felicity having sent her. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. And then we get some more important information. Elaine and Felicity are talking in a scene that you just know it's the network's answer. It's, it's the answer to the question the network asked, can you put more color? <laughs> and <laughs> they're wearing I think they're wearing bright colors both of them but like Felicity is perfectly set up next to a flower stand <laughs> yeah. yep. and Elena what was she standing next to it also had color but it wasn't flowers apple like apples or like what, what, fruit I can't remember what she was next to um but it's a it's a nice setup um yes, they're outside they're you know shopping at the the local New York fruit and flower stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Felicity is saying that she felt kind of a pang that Noel had asked out Bridget. And well, Elena's like, wait, so you feel jealous? She's like, no, it's a pang. 
She's like, that he's going out with Bridget. Like, well, no, that he asked her to go to the same place we went. Like, she feels a pang. Yeah. She's it's, softening it. She's trying to explain it. But it's it's a feeling. Yeah. And, and it's so weird with all these feelings. I mean, they're, they're still there. They're still around. There's always going to be feelings in, you know, the show Felicity. So... And, and everything's just always messy. So even though Noel is just being a jerk, Felicity's still, you know, it's ancient history, right? There is history there. She's got the feelings about Noel. She's got the feelings about Ben. She's got the, you know, Noel's got feelings. Ben's got feelings. Sean's got, like, everybody's got the feelings. Mm-hmm. And the one that Felicity is currently feeling is jealousy about Noel, even though her stronger feeling is still about Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Elena gives us basically this, a line with the title of this episode. Her, her thought is, okay, you got feelings, get over them. Yep. You and Noel are ancient history. That whole eight months of ancient history. Well, you know, it, were, it was a year ago that she met him. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's still not ancient history. But it's, uh, you know, I think classic Elena advice where it's like, oh, okay, well, it's done. Stop <laughs> it with the feelings. Um, and Shut them down. I think it's, you know... I wonder if this is Elena's advice because she's living with Noel, you know, like if she weren't living with Noel, would she be saying, what would she be saying here? If she weren't with Noel, I think she'd be saying the same thing. Okay. I mean, look, she was never a big fan of Noel. And now since they're living together, she's opening up a bit more, but like if they weren't living together, she'd still not be a fan of Noel. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, she's, she's a fan of Felicity being happy, but I think she was very protective of Felicity around Noel. Um, but in this situation, she's also living with Noel. So she's aware of, you know, what, whatever Noel's vibe has been. And she doesn't feel like this is something Felicity should be pursuing. So she's not going to encourage that. She's like, you got feelings, squash them. And uh, that brings us to Ben and Julie. With also the feelings. But before the feelings, I just want to say, you know, I I have been loving how the lighting and all the colors and everything have changed. And it gives us a very nice sort of difference when they go back to the soft lighting and the darker uh you know scenes they've got nice music on in the background they've got really nice lighting the room is decorated really nicely it's i it's almost kind of like a little romantic moment um that i think they've shot very well okay yeah i mean i think hmm, romantic i don't know 
I don't know if I, I mean, saw it that could, here. It could have been a romantic scene with the lighting and with the music and all of that. I, I mean, the two of them didn't stare longingly into each other's eyes, but it allowed for a moment of, I think, intimacy, whether that was more on the front side or, you know, maybe moving into some feeling areas. But, you know, they're certainly better off than Felicity and Noel at this point. Yeah. And I wasn't sure how they were feeling about each other in terms of, you know, maybe wanting to give it another shot, maybe just sort of wanting to be like friend friends. But, you know, Ben's Ben's helping her out because she's she's a little short. She's a little short. Yeah, yeah, she is. It's tough to reach things in high places when you're short. And so one thing that I noticed here, the the whole point of, or the, the activity of this scene is that Julie's trying to take down a poster because she knows she's going to move out. And so she's just starting to get things ready and she's taking down a poster. And I, I should have had to stop the screen here, but it was, I, what I saw very clearly was her name in huge letters, Julie Emmerich. And then it looks like a poster for an upcoming show. Oh, I saw Epstein Barr. Okay, so it was her, her headlining open mic night. Maybe. They had a huge, like that whole poster had her name headlining it at the top in huge letters. And as if they'd make that. <laughs> like, is that something well, maybe, that a bar would make? Maybe it was like on a stand or something outside of the bar or like here's who's playing tonight kind of thing that she got to take home with her. Could have been, I guess. And then yeah. she stuck it up on her wall. Yeah, I guess so. So she stuck it up on her wall with gum and she needs some help getting it down. So Ben comes in, he's helping her get that poster down. And they're just having a quiet conversation about, oh, he's like, well, did you play much over the summer? She's like, yeah, I wrote some songs too. Songs like When Ben Dies. He's <laughs> like, oh, shouldn't have asked. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, and then, you know, he's just getting over a breakup. So she mentions that. She's like, yeah, you get over it eventually. Um, I didn't really see from this scene, a path to a romantic relationship, but I saw like a, uh, we can coexist in this way and be fine with it. Um, That's interesting. Cause I definitely felt something there um, because Julie says, you know, yeah, you know, I wrote, I wrote the song like when Ben dies, you know, which is, Kind of a little funny, kind of a little not. And, but his reaction is, oh, you know, I guess I should hear them. And she's like, yeah, a lot. And yeah, she's like, lots of times. I think it was like, I guess I deserve to hear that. And she's like, yep, you jerk. That's how I interpreted that exchange. Yeah. And I interpreted it more, way. yeah, I interpret it more like kind of soft and, and a little more flirty. And when Julie says, you get over it, I sort of felt like she was saying, you know, you get over the Felicity thing and then I'm here. Like there not she wasn't saying that to Ben, but she was feeling it herself. Like oh, you'll get I... over Felicity <laughs> and then like it could maybe go somewhere. 
I, I saw did. this scene completely differently. Um, yeah. I definitely felt the whole thing was much more like intimate and maybe leading somewhere. Um, but um, you know where the show goes. And that's I know- the thing. I, I mean, I, I don't know, but even when I look at this scene in isolation, when she said, you'll get over it to me, that was her saying, I got over you. Um, and meaning it. And I think I saw her being softer with him because she knew Ben sulks. Uh, yeah. We haven't seen yeah. a lot of this in this, like, off, like what his, him sulking about Felicity has happened off screen, but Ben is known for his sulking in this show. So <laughs> I imagine he's been moping about the, the loft a little, and uh... he's being a little quieter. Like, He's being really observant with Sean and that situation with Julie. And he is, he, I don't know how he has been directly with Julie, but Julie is possibly picked up on that. So she's not needling him much over this. She was like, you had this breakup, you'll get over it. I didn't yeah. see um, any, I didn't see any flirtation there. Yeah. And maybe I'm just reading too much into her, maybe returning to being nice again since she's been so abrasive. Yeah, she's been angry. I mean, and this is still an interesting blend of it, right? Because she's saying things that are ultimately still passive aggressive, but there's less edge to it than there was before. So for her to say to Ben, I wrote songs like When Ben Dies, she's choosing to say that. And that's meant to be a dig. And then he says, you know, I probably should deserve to hear that. She's like lots of times. She's still digging at him. But it felt so much edgier in the first two episodes of this season. And now it does feel a little bit more muted. Mm -hmm. Um, Like she's lost some of the enthusiasm or maybe she got it out of her system with Ben. Um, So, or, or maybe she's redirected it all to Felicity because Felicity is not there. So it's easier. I don't know. Um, maybe, but there, there is a, there's a softening, but it's not like, would Ben maybe preferred if they had conversations, not about songs like when Ben dies, probably, but well, yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I think we just felt the same differently. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think the thing that we saw in common is that Julie's softening with him. Yeah. Um, what that mean to what that meant to us was two different things, but I do think that's you know that is a point that's happening here. There's a thawing that's happening, not all the way, but she's she in this scene she's you know you can see a difference, and maybe maybe we even find a complete difference by the end of this episode. I don't know. Well, and I also feel like you know she was she was very sort of like smug and and wanting to kind of rub Felicity's nose in it that she was living with Ben Mm -hmm. and she was saying it wouldn't last. And the fact that it didn't, I think kind of puts her in a better emotional state, which then lets her maybe let go of some of this sort of anger and other stuff because she was right. And you know, that maybe that makes it a little better because 
I feel the same way about Noel, and we can talk more about this at the end, that he's just in a much better place emotionally before he can then, um, you know, get in a better place with Felicity. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that starts to come up at this point, and we're going to see this idea echoed a couple times. So this uh, Julie's idea, like you'll get over it. We then see a variation of that expressed by Felicity in the next scene where she's like, I'm learning to live with it. I'm learning to live with the breakup. And I think you could say that all of them are now learning to live with the situations that they're in. It, it feels as though learning to live with it is the theme of what's happening here. Yeah, I mean, the way she says it is very interesting because, you know, she has just said, well, Elena has said to her that she's jealous about Noel, right? Mm -hmm. But she just called it a pang. Mm -hmm. But then she says, you know, she talks about getting over someone you're in love with Mm -hmm. as she sees Ben Mm -hmm. and saying, I don't know if you ever do, maybe you just learn to live with it. Yeah. So it's clear that her feelings are still much stronger for Ben than for Noel, but she's holding both at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're coming, you know, it's not like there's when we, when we open up this episode, it's right after the last one closed, you know, people are just discovering her hair. It's not like it's been weeks and weeks. So, you know, she's, she's trying to avoid Ben. She's been mostly successful and it's a little bit out, out of sight, out of mind, but not completely. Absolutely. Now we head into another scene with Bridget and Noel. And I know a lot of times you and I, when we're looking at these episodes, we're looking at them and like, we're thinking about a couple of characters and we'll, we'll, we'll pull that thread all the way to the end. It's kind of hard to do with this one because there's so much um, it's like one character leaves a scene and then enters the next one with the next person. Yeah. So it's, it feels like they're linked so much more than they usually are. Yeah. I, I felt that way. We did this with the last episode, didn't we, too? Yeah, there is a lot of this going on where it's just like there, there, there's so much interplay from one scene to the next and a lot of like callbacks and referencing that are happening that yeah. it does feel like taking this chronologically makes the most sense. But it does, it's probably going to feel like, you know, scattered in terms of talking about a lot of different stuff because now we're back to Bridget and Noel and she's just saying, hey, let's talk later. Because she's probably going to want to tell him about the thing she just told Felicity, that Mm -hmm. she can't be interested in him. She's in a relationship with a woman who's in another school. But they don't have time to talk about that now. They're just getting to class. So she's like, let's talk later. And Noel then turns around to Felicity and is like, stop it. (laughs) Stop it. You're everywhere. (laughs) Well, she said, "Um, have you talked to Felicity? And that like perks his ears up and then she says let's talk later so now he turns back to Felicity he's like you can't keep doing this you cannot stop it (laughs) we are not friends don't send me hot blondes get out of here go yeah shoot yeah shoot Felicity shoot and she's like no like I'm not trying to I'm not out to get you he's like it kind of feels like you're everywhere she's like all right well then I'll try to drop this class but that's not going to be possible. Great. Yeah. 
she uh, she's making promises she can't deliver on because she does then try to drop the class and is not able to do so. Yes, the woman who is the registrar is not nearly as friendly and e- easy to work with as she was the last time. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's so. not given an inch here. She's uh-uh. any other class she wants. She has to take drawing 10 first to get into it. That's why it's called a prereq. <laughs> so sorry, Felicity, <laughs> you got to stick it out in that class. Yeah. All other classes are full. Yep. That's how it is. And in other things that fall through, <laughs> <laughs> ah, Susan, Susan and Julie, Susan oh. is the new roommate. Oh, Susan. That is I, not to be. I love Susan. Susan is the best dressed, best put together character we have seen in this show so far. No, I have no tolerance for Susan. Susan, (laughs) when you knew your sister was moving in, call Julie. Look, someone who looks (laughs) that good doesn't have time to pick up the phone. She got to put the outfit on. She got to get the right color. She has to get the perfect accessories. Her makeup is amazing. Her hair is fantastic. And you know what? I don't care that she isn't going to allow Julie to stay with her because that is going to leave us with all of the enjoyment of Julie having to stay where she is. Yeah. But okay, so are we now equating looking put together with being completely inconsiderate? Because <laughs> I'm not it. I'm, I'm not, not saying that. I'm not saying you have to be. I'm just saying Susan is. Yeah. As she is both the most put together, fantastically dressed person we've seen and inconsiderate. Yeah. Uh, Susan, I've got no time for you. I just don't. Yeah, Julie's got a lamp. She had time to get a lamp and she's got the cashier's check. She took the initiative to get a cashier's check. And through all of this, Susan let her twist in the wind. She shows up. She's like, oh, right, 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 right. You were going to move in. Um, Sorry, not happening. (laughs) Ah, Susan. I'm going to give it an award. I mean, (laughs) I never know what these awards are going to be until they come out of my mouth, but. Susan, just, just inconsiderate, most inconsiderate potential roommate <laughs> award. Talk about potential roommates. If you, if you're interviewing at Susan's apartment, just say no. Okay. Gosh, Susan. <laughs> what well, was so freaking hard about calling Julie, but yeah. I'm Julie not going to give up. you, I'm not giving Susan an award, but. I'm still going to say, like, whoever dressed Susan, please make your way into the rest of the cast. Even though they all have improved. Susan was dressed for work. Susan was, like, in a, like, suit, right? Yeah, but the color, the cut, the accessories, the hair, the makeup, all of it. Yeah. Just do that for other people. Yeah. that are, are going to continue in the show. Yeah. And then give Susan some of their sense of responsibility. <laughs> or don't, because frankly, had Julie moved in with Susan, you know, we wouldn't have uh, what I'm kind of assuming is going to be a triangle situation, but maybe not after hearing from you. Yeah. Well, okay. So that, that was just a little quick thing. Um, 
uh, Susan gets all, you know, so sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And Julie's like, fine. And she just leaves. Because Susan doesn't like need to point any more out, courtesy. Just want to point out one more time. Melissa and I both strong reactions to the same moment. Completely opposite. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost never in alignment, but it's great <laughs> because I love you. That's how it is. I love you too. And that we agree on. Um, I don't know what that theme song was. It was the fish. It was fantastic. That's what it was. Yeah. You know, I do what I can. It was an original score. Anyway, now we get back to Felicity and Noel. And Noel couldn't drop the class. Actually, she showed up at his apartment now, right? She showed up at the apartment. Yep. And Richard wasn't there to shut the door in her face. Yeah. Yeah. She's not sending blondes. She's sending herself. Yeah. And she says, look, Noel, can we talk? Uh, Here's the deal. I couldn't drop the class. Uh, How can we get through this? How do we do it? Yeah. And and Noel's face here just amazing he's he's so mad he's so bitter he is he's sad he just i mean for all the times that he has said i want absolutely nothing to do with you i don't want to see you again what really comes out of his mouth here is i want to know why like what is it that this ben guy has that I don't, because remember in season one where I said, this guy and all the girls, what? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Yeah. And I I love Felicity's reaction in this moment where she doesn't answer him. She just says, and she doesn't answer him, and she doesn't say, I don't know what it is he has. What she says is, there's nothing I can say that is going to to help or to make this better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is easily my favorite scene from the whole episode. And hey, I agree. One of the um, these two actors had a lot to pull off in this scene because i think this is a pivotal scene in the transition of their vibe like if you if you consider the starting point for the of this episode the you know they're both sitting down at the bar with elena uh, noel just saw felicity's hair for the first time and he's just ripping into her over and over with one mean remark after another that's where he started this episode they're gonna end in a very different place And the transition to me happens here in this scene. And, you know, when she knocks on the door, he's like, oh, you again. Like you can see his face is like an, oh, you again, sort of face. She says, I couldn't drop the class. He's like, oh, you again and again and again. (laughs) And then she's like, how do we get through this? And he's like, we can't, we just can't, I don't know. And then something shifts here because He's like, I just don't know how we can get through this. And then we go from whatever the energy was at the start, by the end of this scene, I just wrote completely quiet. And there's this transition that happens where it's like, the first thing Noel actually says to her to really show 
he takes off the veneer, the anger, the snarkiness, and he just goes straight up vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And he says, every time I see you, it's another reminder that you chose Ben over me. And for me, the way he read that felt almost not resigned, but like, this is it, you know, like, this is what I'm thinking about. And then he says the question you just asked, what it is about him or about me. Mm -hmm. And she gets really quiet because I think this is the conversation she's been looking to get to, which is like, just to be able to have this chat, you know, like the, this is what this problem really is. And like you said, she doesn't name anything that was a problem with Noel or that was great about Ben. She eventually rolls around to, what if I told you it was a huge mistake that I never should have gone with Ben? So she's not really saying it, but she's saying, what if I told you? And then Noel, with just that little note of snarkiness doll, is like, you're just saying that because you broke your heart. And that hurts Felicity bad. And she's just sitting there looking down and he can see it. And she just whispers, Noel, what do you want me to say? He's like, I don't know. And they're almost like, it's like the, whatever energy that they had at the start, it's dialed down to this very quiet, whispery zero of just sort of, these are the facts. Um, it's like a reset button for them too, in a way, but quietly pushed. Oh, wow. I, I can, I can see where you were coming from. Um, and this is also my absolute favorite scene. Mm-hmm. And what I wrote at the end of it was train wreck of a conversation. Wow. Right. Because what I saw was, you know, Noel being so mad and so upset at the beginning to exactly what you said, becoming vulnerable, asking for this explanation. Her saying, look, there is nothing I could say, but he, this is what he wants. And so she says, you know, what if I said basically, you know, what she thinks he wants to hear, you know, what if I said it was a huge mistake? And his response is, I know that's a lie, which it is. And she just shakes her head and says, like, what do you want me to say? Like, anything that comes out of my mouth is just going to hurt you more. Mm -hmm. And you keep hurting me. And then she leaves. And Mm -hmm. so to me, that is not the moment that, that things shift for them. It is just a moment where they get really raw and I feel like it could have gone in a direction of Felicity gets it and just doesn't try to hang out with Noel anymore. Um, I think it's actually two scenes later that things change. So Hmm. I think we can talk about it then. Gosh, I would absolutely love to hear from listeners on this because I know Uh, our listeners know this show really really well 
and you all have your theories about it. And I'm really interested to see how you interpret like the back half of this episode in terms of the Felicity and Noel stuff. Because Fish, you and I, I mean, it's interesting. We both loved this scene and we both took completely different interpretations away. Again, not a surprise, um, (laughs) but they mean really different things and how we looked at them. And we thought they were good for totally different reasons. So what, you know, what did you all think about this? Uh, just a quick reminder, email us the Melissa fish at gmail.com. It's Melissa with one L two S's the Melissa fish at gmail.com. Probably say that again at the end, but yeah, I, um, this is obviously a really important episode in terms of resetting the foundation for Nolan Felicity. So how did you look at all this happening? I think with your interpretation, Fish, this is an unsatisfying conversation with Noel, uh, for, for Noel. Um, Felicity may be seeing that there isn't really a way forward if Noel isn't willing to let any of this go. Yeah. And then it's the art class stuff that gets us to a more workable place. No, it, it's actually the conversation with Ruby where Noel apologizes and then Ruby starts talking about computers and all of a sudden he gets kind of excited. And I wrote talk nerdy to me there, which mm-hmm. I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. And And he's like excited about another person that isn't Felicity and isn't just, you know, drunk while he's desperate, like, you know, poor Beth. Mm -hmm. And, and he says this line, you're a Mac person. Mm -hmm. And he's got this, this energy for another person. And that is, that is putting him in the better emotional state where he can now reach out in the art class and start to, you know, kind of heal and, and be able to be in a place that he can start being around Felicity again, because he's, you know, there's another woman who's, who he's interested in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and who was bringing what, you know, part, at least part of what Felicity did to his life. I think it helps with his ego. Um, and, and, you know, that new person interest. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that Ruby coming into the picture certainly helps the process, but I think, so in how I look at the scene that we were just looking at um, with Felicity and Noel in his apartment, uh, I feel like, they've sort of cracked open the main issue. Um, I think they've aired the dirty laundry. I think apologies can still be made on either side, but I think this is too early to say them because I think this conversation was about getting the most vulnerable raw stuff out there. And I think they do it here. And I think this, the, um, the second half of this is the next scene in the art class where, you know, uh, well, I guess not quite the next one, but after Felicity gets her art critiqued so harshly and Noel stands up for her and then Noel and Felicity have that conversation 
that next conversation where she does apologize. And she like, I feel like this is a two part conversation, but this is the part where the really raw stuff all spilled out. Some of it in words and some of it in just like downward looks and feelings um, and seeing how each was reacting to the other. And then I think it enables us to go into that second half of the conversation a little bit later where it's like, okay, we're, we're making a choice from here. We can either stay in this space forever. Cause I think if I look at it, like they get down to as quiet zero of a whisper sort of conversation, they now can either stay there forever or start to rebuild. I agree with that. And I think what allows them to start to rebuild is Noel coming around Mm -hmm. because Felicity's already there. Yeah. And the only way that Noel comes around is because of what happens with Ruby, because I feel like without that moment with Ruby, Noel does not try to make any kind of nice comment in class. Uh, about Felicity's work and then you know um, Felicity at that point may not continue to approach Noel and and I think it's two things I think it's the conversation with Ruby and it's also Noel you know figuring out Bridget telling him that she's gay and so hey it wasn't Felicity, who was sabotaging you. She didn't get in the way of Bridget. Like, he's realizing she wasn't so integrated, you know, in in that part of his life that that wasn't a thing. And so I think between realizing that it was not Felicity's fault that Bridget didn't want to go out with him, and also this interest in Ruby he can then say something nice and then the two of them can come together and start to have that conversation. Yeah. I would say, I I agree that those things were important. I would add to it though, that I do think in this conversation at the moment when he says, you're just saying that because Ben broke your heart. It's like the last thing he says to her, that's just still a dig and it's the dig and she just looks down and she goes all the way to a whisper and she's like, what do you want me to say? And he sees how much he just hurt her and it doesn't feel as fun anymore is what I interpreted that to be. So I think that was the pivotal moment for me where he has the last dig, the big dig, and it lands in a way that he's like, I am not, it's like, he realizes like there isn't sport in this anymore. Um, and I, and I think from there they start to, yeah, there are these other things that are happening, um, that help to get him in a more distracted, better headspace. But I think he doesn't need to say more stuff to hurt her because he just said that thing. And he saw how it landed and it had a big impact. And, um, you know, and we will see the transition happens somewhere around here. Right. 
because when he does defend her in the art class, there's obviously a new emotion springing up for him. Uh, somewhere between this, the scenes that you talked about and that he's going to go from feeling this need to dig at her to um, being defensive of her. Yeah, and I guess I didn't quite see it as a dig the same way that you did. You know, the, the question on the table was, you know, tell me what it is about me and him, mm -hmm. right? Why did, why did you pick him? And her, you know, her answer has basically been, you know, what if I told you it was all a big mistake? I should have chosen you, blah, 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 blah. And for me, that moment, what, what Noel was saying wasn't, you know, meaning to be a dig. It was more, I don't, like, I wouldn't believe you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't believe you yeah. if you say something like that. Like, mm -hmm. You're saying it because Ben broke your heart, which is, it's, I don't see it as a dig because it's not a surprise, right? A dig is something like, you know, um, Ben dumped you because of, and then says something mean, like everyone's aware of the fact that Ben dumped her. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, maybe she, it calls, you know, the hurt a little bit back to her in that moment. And I think that is part of it, but mm -hmm. I feel like she gets really quiet because she's hurt that Nolan, her, she's feeling that Noel and her are not going to be able to get back to a place of friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's really what's hurting her. And she's missing because mm -hmm. later, I mean, she says to him, like, you were the closest person to me. Mm -hmm. And, and so when I see that scene, it's really more about her and Noel and in her feelings about him rather than, I guess, a dig and him trying to hurt her and her feelings about Ben. Yeah. Well, let's, um, cause we've been pulling from so many scenes. So let's keep moving through the chronology to like, make sure we're, we're saying what we need to about each of them. But I do just, again, um, this stuff, this feels really important in this episode. Yeah. And I was, I would really like to know anything listeners have to say about this. How did you interpret it? What did you feel? Um, Absolutely. Obviously most of the listeners who are really big fans, you know, things that are coming ahead, but try to remember this, go watch it back. Like watch this scene for what it is. And, and what do you see from it? Watch these scenes, like the whole back half of this episode, maybe the whole episode and see what you think about it because i'd love some some other thoughts on it there will be one piece of feedback later that i'll share but i don't think it perfectly addresses what you're talking about um but we're gonna go from here back to some some sort of lightness um there's another roommate interview happening at the loft preston oh, is yeah, in the house preston. Um, i'm loving preston I mean, sorry, Julie, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Well, Preston is designed to be the answer to all the problems Sean had about Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have flippy hair. 
He's cooking. He could potentially cook for these two every day, you know, for Sean and Ben every day since he's going to, he's in chef school, culinary school. And he compliments the apartment. Did you see how big a grin was on Ben's face? Yeah. I was like, hear that, I just love that. Love it. Yeah. It looks like this guy did compliment the apartment, eh? Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Julie walks in while this is happening, having come from Susan, uh, oh, you know, Susan, Susan. Um, <laughs> Susan and her suit and her inconsiderateness. Uh, <laughs> Julie is coming straight off of that into this apartment, seeing the potential new her interviewing. And, um, you know, this guy's like, yeah, I could make food for you every day if I get this apartment. And Sean, you know, doesn't want to, doesn't want to partake he doesn't want to let it go with julie he doesn't want to he doesn't want to let her feel like uh you know she's inferior here so he's like yeah julie you make a mean bowl of cereal though um yeah and um sean's Sean's thirsty he hasn't had a drink in a while and he's just making it real obvious but but there's a the moment as Julie walks away where Ben is looking after her and they give you a nice close up of, of Ben, you know, kind of watching her walking away, still thinking she's leaving. Mm-hmm. So I just picked on these little moments and I don't know, maybe it's just in my head. But I thought there was a look. We'll see how that bears out. <laughs> I'm guessing not very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a quick moment. There's so many quick scenes that happen here because then we'll go to another quick scene. Now, Noel sees Ruby and I was trying to figure out, is this Epstein bar or is this a random unnamed cafe? I thought it looked like like some coffee shop somewhere. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, but they didn't really give us they just put us straight there and they didn't it didn't feel like Epstein Bar. No. Um but they haven't I don't know what this location was. Um they you know they have like tables, it wasn't booths, I don't know. It was um yeah. all right. Let's call it alternate coffee spot. Yeah, alternate coffee spot number two. I don't know. Let's just make it fun. Uh, So the main thing here, last time Noel saw Ruby, Richard just (laughs) slammed the door in her face and she just ran off pissed. And so he he approaches her and he apologizes for being a jerk. She's like, yeah, you were a jerk. But she does it in a sweet way. But still like a, why are you at my table kind of way? (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, well, so how did things go with the computer? And now she's animated and she's ready to get into it. Well, I went to the computer store. <laughs> I was thinking about buying a, she, she mentioned something that he was like, no, no, <laughs> the worst possible thing. She's like, well, I didn't buy that. Cause then I was talking to the guy and then he told me, and then she starts spitting out all these random computer details, which is music to Noel's ears. And then she starts talking about the iMac and says, like, what did you end up doing? And she's like, well, I bought the iMac. And then you see the little heart eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Noel's face became the heart eyes emoji. <laughs> if that were a thing at that time, which it weren't, but he originated it with this scene. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you're just, you're a Mac person. That's right. Like, 
you know, you're not like that Hannah who went from being a Mac person to a PC person. I, or Felicity, who didn't even have a computer. Yeah, who just came forward mine. You're, you're, you like, you did research. Uh-huh. You know about backside buses and uh-huh. all sorts of other things. And then you became a Mac person. Yep. And in my mind, all that was playing over and over again was talk nerdy to me. Yeah, this is Noel's version of foreplay for sure. Absolutely. He, oh, the hard eyes, the heart eyes. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the moment that started to melt his icy heart and bring them up to be in his eyes. Yeah, there it is. He didn't need to be so hurt anymore because yeah. here's a nice, beautiful, blonde Mac person that was sent to you by your ex because, yeah. of course, your exes always send you women. Yeah, that, that. I think also um, something that he sees from her in this scene is how quickly she just lets it go. She just lets it roll right off her back. She met him. He was a jerk. So was Richard. They slammed the, they literally slammed the door in her face. And, and Noel is not much better than Richard, she says. <laughs> and that's how she met him. So she would be well within her right to be like, get out, get out of my face. And instead, this is where the conversation goes. She becomes animated. She talks about computers and, and, you know, she just lets it roll off her back. And maybe that's something Noel wants around, you know? Yeah. He's had some serious relationships with, you know, some serious women and maybe it's just nice to have someone who's easy to get along with. And isn't going to hold to something against him as simple as slamming a door in her face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, it is a change of pace for him and one that seems like he's excited about. So, so there's that. And then we're going to see Elena and Felicity have a conversation. Yep. I mean, Elena and Felicity declare their best friendhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Elena, she's feeling a little abandoned. Yeah, she's like, it just it really occurs to me you're not coming back to to pre-med, to lab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. She doesn't feel good about it. But she's also proud of Felicity for sticking to a tough decision. Yeah. And, and she gets a look at her artwork and she's like, that's a uh, drawing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's, good. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Which is not a sentiment to be echoed by many <laughs> in this episode. So thank goodness for Elena. Um, yeah. So I think, I don't know. It was a nice moment of friend support. Yeah. Um, and and I loved, 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 loved her shirt. It reminded me of the Billabong shirts, Whoa. but it was in this really nice color of pink. Um and so, you know, I just, in general, Elena, great choices. Okay. Great choices for clothing. All right. Well, from here, Felicity goes into her official art critique, uh, which she has been nervous about. She's been anxious about for much of the episode. And she had reason to be because Professor Sherman does not let uh, up on her. I only wrote three words for this. Fail, big fail. Yeah. 
that's it. Well, and it, it, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard to watch. <laughs> I think it was meant to be hard to watch because they didn't give you like a couple comments. They made you linger in it and they made you linger on Felicity's face. And then, you know, Professor Sherman says, you know, makes her first comment. And then she's like, that's the first failing of this piece. And then she like <laughs> keeps going into things. But then she starts soliciting other failings of the piece from people in the room. And everybody has something to say, Bruce, Bruce chimes <laughs> in with some stuff. Somebody else is saying that it doesn't feel like you can move the hands. They don't feel it. And then Professor Sherman's like, yeah, you can't really reach out and shake these hands, can you? Um, gosh, unshakable hands. <sighs> man, oh, man. Well, and so, the sad part is, I mean, you've got these sort of like, droopy looking hands uh-huh. coming down. I mean, they do look kind of like sad hands. And and then you see the backpack. And it is a really nice drawing. Yeah, it's a really nice drawing. And, and you just look at the two of them and it's like, she's not very good at this. The people who actually drew these for the for the show like whatever artists actually drew, drew them do you think that they told the one who was supposed to do the hands like just draw hands really badly like um, like almost good but not good <laughs> <laughs> like what 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 or did they just find somebody who had a drawing of not great hands <laughs> you mean like did they go out and spend five dollars at like a a yard sale and pick yeah. this up and then just put it in the show. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but if this is in fact an artist who did this for the real world, um, I'm sorry. I'm assuming you're not listening to our podcast, but yeah. I hope you have another job. Yeah. Um, well, it's like asking a gymnast to do a bad cartwheel so somebody can see what a bad cartwheel looks like. Their bad cartwheel is still going to look pretty good because... Yeah, these hands did... I mean, look, they're better than this. Look, I draw stick figures. Uh-huh. They don't even have hands. Yeah. So it's like so much better than that. Yeah. But in comparison to like real world artists, mm-hmm. like those are pretty bad hands. Yeah. So we haven't really let up on Felicity very much here. So, uh, so everybody's just coming down on Felicity. You can watch her face. Uh, you know, Felicity has put a lot into this. She's, you know, abandoned her major and she's yeah. go, she's gone all in on art and she kind of needs it to work. And for her first critique to go like this doesn't feel all that good. Um, and then Knowles as, but I think part of what was so important, this scene really drags out. People keep piling on. And as people keep piling on, sometimes we're seeing Felicity's face. Sometimes we're seeing Knowles and Noel is really feeling how Felicity is feeling in this moment. You can see that it's not it's like, I've been picking on her all this time, but it's not okay for all of you to pick on her. And so he's now in a space where you can see him starting to feel like, ooh, should I, should I, ooh, ooh. And then when he does speak up, he says something in defense of her work. And it honestly doesn't matter what she, what he says. Like, Professor Sherman disagrees from an artistic standpoint of whatever he said. 
But the fact that he spoke up for her is the best thing that could have happened in that room outside of the art critique. Yeah. So like if all this is going to go horribly wrong, he was the one thing that could have saved it in, in the moment for her. Um, so, you know, he speaks up on her behalf. He just says the one thing it's immediately shot down by professor Sherman, but you know, you can see that little spark in Felicity's eyes. She's like, Oh, that I'm registering that. That was nice. And then she immediately gets more piling on for the rest of the students <laughs> and she's like sunk back down, but it, she registered it. She noticed. Yeah. She looks over at him and she smiles and I don't think the smile is about the art. Um, it's like the thanks for defending me. Yeah, exactly. You were there. And she, goes, she goes up later and she's like, I didn't think the detailing was so bad. Yeah, that's the thing he mentioned. And um, oh. and this is an interesting scene because I think she's now gone right into being Felicity and Noel in a way in this scene. Like she she says, I didn't think the detailing was so bad, like you said. And then he's like, you know, Professor Sherman's known for being really hard on people. And from this point, they kind of start to fall back into like this. The rest of this scene could have been a scene from season one, like the the riffing over whether she's psychotic or having <laughs> having a psychotic break um, where she's like, I think I'm having a psychotic break. He's like, I don't think you are. She's like, well, wouldn't if, if you're having one, wouldn't the people around you say you're not? He's like, okay, fine. You're having a psychotic break. And like, like they have this and he's like smiling a little more and so is she. And she's mentioning like, ah, oh, haven't even told my parents about all this. Like this, the rest of this scene feels like it could have come out of season one, but here it is in this part of season two. And we're, I guess, back to a place where they can have a conversation like this. Yeah, I think it's it starts off a little tentative. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has made the first move, right? Mm-hmm. He has said something nice. And so, and he's come up to her after class when she's looking at her painting. Like, she did not approach him. Mm-hmm. And so she makes a comment that you know he could have just walked right past her right like i don't feel like she's being super in his face Mm -hmm. but she does make an opening comment you know i i thought i didn't think the detailing was that bad and it does allow him and her to start to have that interplay she does she starts confiding in him Mm -hmm. which is a little more you know she's like maybe I am bad at this, you know? Um, and, and they do have that, that, you know, nice kind of back and forth, which I agree feels very old them. Um, and, and then they, then they get into this part where they're talking about her hair Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's like, your, your hair's not so bad and he clearly does hate it Mm -hmm. and and she says what was I thinking he's like well yeah it'll grow back and that is for me at least that is not at all what she was talking about she was talking about what she did to Noel yeah and then she's and then she says that you know she 
what was I thinking? Oh, I'll grow back. She's like, that's not what I meant. You know, she, she it's her apology to him. Yeah. It's not that and she I, would have done things differently. It's that she's sorry she hurt him. Exactly. And um, and she said that th- that needed to be said. She said it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the thing left unsaid from their prior conversation. And it's happened now. And so there's the, we dip into that moment of like we had the lighter part of the conversation. And then we have that, which is a little heavier. But then we have a button at the end of the scene, which is. Noel just saying, hmm, turns out Bridget's gay, by the way. And yep. she's like, I know. <laughs> and we just kind of leave them there. But it's but such a different important. place. Yeah, I think it's important that he brings that up, at least from my interpretation of all of these scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, it wasn't another rejection. Pizza Girl did not, you know, reject him and then... Felicity did not sabotage him. Richard is just wrong on all yeah. levels. <laughs> Richard has been incorrect. Richard has given bad advice uh, consistently. Bad. Um, yes. yes. I think I'm just going to, I know there's a, a little bit more to this episode. I just want to mention, because I've been debating where to do this, but I guess my note from an optimist here. Um, I'm going to say, you know, in relation to Felicity and Noel, Somehow we get to a point where they're seeing through to the core of this relationship. I think by the time we get to the end of this episode, wherever you think that transition happened, they've both done things to hurt each other. Um, and some, the list is longer than others, you know, like, but the, I think at some point along the way, they ask themselves, do I want this person in my life or not? Do I want this to be uh, workable or viable or not? And at some point they both, it looks like they both have said, there's something here. There's like, there's still the kernel of this friendship or whatever this is. And, you know, they could have walked away at the end of the one scene where it was like, you know the quiet scene that you and I disagreed what it meant that could have been the place where they stopped this altogether you know like they could be in this art class together and never talk um and then just go their separate ways and it seems like they're deciding not to do that because the end of the day despite all the things that have happened between them Felicity and Noel is still a really important relationship to each of them and I think coming at this from that place will allow them to find a healthier way forward or some sort of healthy way forward. And they had to make the decision that the relationship itself was important to maintain in some form. So I like to, I I like it that they're able to start cutting out some of the, some of the emotion and some of the, what happened and who did what to who and, and start to get back to the root of it. Yeah. I I agree with that. Um, I agree that they they definitely could have just could have walked away from each other um, after that conversation, and that it that it is a choice that every party gets to make, right, on whether or not to have a relationship, and you actually have to make a choice and put effort in and. 
and things like that. Um, so I like that you're calling that out and, you know, um, I'm glad they're going to continue to work it out and hopefully get back to, to some of that banter and stuff like that. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see this transition into maybe, maybe a real friendship. I mean, I guess Noel's always going to be pining for her in some way or another, but, um, you know, I don't know. Um, it seems like we're, we're probably going to see Noel dating other people. We're probably going to see Felicity dating other people. And like the same thing is going to happen with Felicity and Ben. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see how these relationships go forward mm-hmm. uh, from this point and, and what that really looks like. I mean, obviously there's going to, there's going to have to be some sort of similar reckoning between Felicity and, and Ben for them to be able to, to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause she is like rearranged her whole life to just avoid him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff that needs to get patched up this season. And I think it's a really interesting season. Uh, and we'll see what you think about it as it comes along. But I think you, you're predicting that there are going to be other, other dating interests involved for multiple people here. And I, I think that's, uh, that's part of what makes it interesting to me. Well, I would hope so. Because if she just goes back and forth between Noel and Ben, I mean, at some point, that's going to get old. Yeah, and they're going <laughs> they're going off of that grid right now. Yeah, uh, for all of them, and I think that'll 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 allow them all to mature in a different way. Um, so, yeah, but we have just a little bit more of stuff that happened in this episode. Um, an important one being the next scene at the loft. Yes. where we're just getting a look at the morning routine. And you had mentioned this earlier. So it seems like you like this scene. I did. Um, what really stood out to me initially when this scene started was they have a giant walk just sitting on their counter. Huh. I don't see either Sean or Ben ever using or purchasing a giant walk like why maybe Preston and I'm sorry but like Preston Preston was doing eggs yeah (laughs) (laughs) look they need props in this space all right it's a big space sometimes you get a walk um yeah so weird but anyway, after I get over the walk shock, um, <laughs> you know, they're doing their routine thing. You know, everybody's doing the, you know, coffee. Sean, I think Sean's doing the coffee and getting the milk, which is actually lactate. And so we know somebody is lactose intolerant and everyone else jumping on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you know julie's getting the bowls and ben's getting cereal captain crunch shout out loved it um and you know they've divided up the paper everything is just i mean it's just the way ben likes it right now 
-hmm. Everything is just working like a fine-tuned machine. And so he and says, "And this is a wordless scene, right? For the first yeah. minute, maybe mm -hmm. like we from the moment we see Sean coming down from his loft uh, room, and then everybody comes out of their respective rooms, and they're all just like groggily starting to slip into what appears to be their everyday normal routine that they all know. They're perfectly synced up. They know each other so well. Exactly, and." For any of you who have watched Frasier, this reminds me of a scene with um, Daphne and um, Frasier's father, where they have the same thing going on in the morning, where they're walking in the same place, somebody opens a door, you know, I think they're toasting bread or something, like everything goes perfectly. And then um, a bowl gets broken and so it's a different color bowl the next day and everything goes wonky uh -oh. like eggs are dropped and toast is thrown on the ground and it's just a mess and so ben does not want this this lovely routine to become just a mess and so he says you know why why don't you just stick around julie i mean i know you have this other apartment well what but he actually says is I'm not the biggest omelet fan. <laughs> and then he gives Sean a knowing look and Sean gives him a knowing look and they're speaking in code to be like, hey, are you okay with this, Sean? Are you okay with this, Ben? And Julie has no idea what this is, <laughs> but they have just in code confirmed that they are both okay with inviting Julie to stay. And then Ben invites Julie to stay. That's that's very nice coded com uh, communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, <laughs> I Men. forgot that is how he. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not the biggest Alma fan. We know what you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like Preston doesn't need to be the third person here. Sorry, yeah, Preston. But we're keeping his walk. Um, <laughs> and and Julie, I mean, she. <laughs> She doesn't even bother to mention she doesn't have a place anymore. She's like, I mean, I can do you that favor. Like, sure, I'll I'll stick around. I mean, clearly my life, your lives are better because I'm here. <laughs> and um, and again, for me, it just feels like it's setting up this triangle. It feels like the Sean, Ben, Julie of it all mm -hmm. is gonna be something. But I guess I'm wrong, which happens. A lot. So <laughs> well, sometimes I spoil things for you. Sometimes I don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. This might be one of those way, times. I just, yeah. Well, the way earlier you said uh, something like, "Let's see how that that pans out for you," <laughs> made me think maybe, maybe this is not the way that this is going to end up. But okay. um, but I did. I like that that little little routine they went through. The the way they all decided to, to stay together as roommates. And um, I, I will try to get used to the walk. I mean, look, there has not been, and I am not, I'm knock on wood, I'm not going to jinx this, but I personally have not seen any bicycle helmets okay. in Felicity and Megan's room. We're on the alert. We're on the lookout. So I am not going to let, the giant walk become the new bicycle helmet. Uh -huh. 
Okay. All right. Well, uh, last, last thing to talk about in this episode in terms of what we actually saw play out is Noel stopping by the dorm, by, by Felicity's dorm and sees her at her apartment as she's, or not sees her at her room as she's coming out of her room. But that's not why he's there. It's not. And I don't know why she would think it's why he's there. He mm-hmm. doesn't live there. Mm-hmm. And, and he doesn't come bursting into your room like you do to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, why would you think he's there to go sketch on the roof with you? Turns out that he's actually there to pick up Ruby because they're going to do a walking tour of Bleecker Street. That's right. They're dating or about to date. Go on, on a first date. date. Yeah. And, and I, the last note I took is, does Felicity want Noel back? Question mark. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a good note to take. It's open, open-ended. Um, yeah, so those were the things that happened in this episode, but Fish, we had a really important development. Oh my goodness. Uh, because as they left us on a lingering shot of Felicity looking out after Noel and Ruby as they were walking away, we got, what did we get? Oh my God, Sally, she's back. Uh Uh-huh. She's communicating. Yep. It's a thing for this episode yeah and and i'm assuming melissa you're feeling better about life now that that this has happened i goodness she was her voice was needed we've felicity (laughs) has left so many unanswered tapes for sally it is about time that sally responded and Mm -hmm. thank goodness so we have sally responding back and and so for those of you who come to love our what the club did they say segment we're on we're taking a, an episode hiatus from that one to instead do our what sally said what sally meant segment um and i'm gonna set this up for you all that we've got this episode and one other episode where janine garofalo did a voiceover which sadly enough is not going to be until season two, episode 11, eight episodes from now. <laughs> so I'm going to continue to rant and rave about this probably for a little while and then never again, because they're going to abandon the device at some point. Um, but so what Sally said versus what Sally meant, I will tell you what Sally said, but fish knows what Sally is really thinking and fish. We need you here. We yeah. Need you. I mean, she's got some explaining to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get a little insight, a little bit. Uh, well, anything you can share is more than she shared with us. So we're relying on you as our resident Sally Thoughts expert to let us know what's been going on for her all this time. Um, all right. So here's what she said. She says, dear Felicity. I have some big news. I'm dead. It was great to get your tape. I've been watching over you, and I'm allowed to contact the living exactly once. You have to send me pictures of your new haircut. I can see your hair right now. I am using my once in an afterlife chance to reach out because you clearly need it. I think it was really brave what you did. 
not just dropping pre-med, but making that decision to do the thing you've always wanted to. Your other life choices are amazing. Your hair is bad. Really, really bad. I'm a firm believer in the power of change. Your clothes, your makeup, your room, all great changes. But there is one thing I've learned, and that's that the hardest part about moving forward is not looking back. And don't worry, your hair will grow back by season three. Okay. Well, at least that's a little bit of an explanation for us. She's dead. She's dead. And I mean, I have no idea what happens in, uh, in season 11. So or I may have 11. backed myself. Uh, sorry, season 11. Huh? Uh, episode 11. So I may have backed myself into a corner with this whole only allowed to contact the living once thing. But um, I feel like Sally will explain uh, during that episode why she's able to do it again. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting episode. Um, I was just reflecting with Fish that Help for the Lovelorn is a very weird episode for Sally to reappear in, um, in my opinion. And we will see what we all think about that episode and what Sally has to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, we've, we've answered the major question of why she's not getting back to, uh, to Felicity. But Felicity to- doesn't know that. That's not what was on the tape. Yeah. Well, uh, it's good to have her back. Undead and all. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, we have a couple pieces of feedback that I wanted to share. Um, One perhaps more flippant than the other. So uh, from Instagram, we had a little while back pulled out. So, you know, every episode that we post, we post a top, you know, a a notable line from it. And there was one that we had posted for season one, episode 20, which was actually a line from Abby. Hey, remember Abby? Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. So she had a line where she's like, we're not here to talk about your hair, Felicity. And so that was the line that we had pulled and most people got snarky about it. And then we heard from at Renata Nadab on Instagram. Hopefully that's how you pronounce your name. Um, and Renata said, we apparently were because of the fact that when she cut her hair, everyone started not liking her and the show ended. <laughs> um, I mean, it didn't end, but point taken Renata when, when Abby said, we're not here to talk about your hair, Felicity, she was dead wrong. Yeah, we dead are wrong. here. I mean, we've been talking about her hair. Sally talked about her hair. I and mean, people have been talking about Felicity's hair for decades now. So, yeah, um, t- too true. Good, Very good observation. Point. Yeah. Yes. I like that. We also have a comment and this one, I wanted to take your temperature on this one fish because we had another, uh, another note from at Vanessa Manet. Um, so, and this was in reference to the fact that Felicity didn't choose Noel at the end of season one. And she was making a point that, okay, she says, and Felicity was not Noel's first choice when it came to Hannah both times. 
So that plays out in her choice. Her dream guy asking her for asking for her to drive around the country or going to Berlin for a guy that made you his second choice. So that's how Vanessa was looking at um, at these options that Felicity had. Dream guy asking you on a road trip or guy who chose out it twice. Um, so I think that's an interesting way to boil this down. I hadn't really thought of it in those terms. What do you think about that fish? Yeah, I hadn't thought about it in those terms either. Um, I, I guess it, it doesn't change my assessment of her choosing Noel because the reason for me, because, because I would have had her choose Ben all day long. Mm-hmm. until those last few episodes. Mm-hmm. And my reason for her choosing Noel at that point wasn't that Noel was that great. Because we bad. just been through that whole that whole season saying, you know, Noel's not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just have a red line when it comes to, you know, starting to get violent mm-hmm. and you know, he's, he's pretty unpredictable. He's, you know, gambling, he's getting beat up on really clean streets, mm-hmm. you know, and even if the beatdowns are quick, even if they're super quick, it's yeah. still a beatdown. Mm-hmm. So for me, there's just a red line there in terms of um, the type of relationship that I want to have and someone that I feel safe with. And that means mo- both physically and emotionally safe. And, and, and I said it wasn't a great choice <laughs> at the end of the season, but mm-hmm. if I had to pick one over the other, I pick physical safety. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it is what it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so that's a way that you can definitely take that comment. And the thing that stood out to me more than sort of the Noel versus Ben of it was the Noel, you know, for, and I think it's relevant for this episode too, because Noel's asking her the question, why Ben, why not me? Uh, like, what about me? Well, I guess that's the same exact thing that Felicity would have been thinking, you know, so when, when Vanessa says, that Noel chose Hannah twice. I'm thinking of the twice being um, when they go on the maybe date yeah. in season one. And then he's like, okay, okay, okay. So really like I'm in a relationship, it's an open relationship. And, uh, but uh, you know, her name is Hannah. I guess that would be first choice. And second time he chooses her is in the fugue when, um, you know, Hannah comes back and uh, Felicity re-enters Kelvin Hall and finds Noel is exiting with Hannah and Mm -hmm. has effectively chosen her. So I think if we look at those as the the two times that Vanessa is saying um, Noel chose Hannah over Felicity, even though he undid those choices, his first instinct was to say, I need to explore this thing with Hannah. So, you know, and she didn't necessarily take him all the way to task for that because right on the back of that, she sleeps with Eli and that becomes a thing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I guess it does beg the question, like, well, if you're wondering why I chose Ben over you, like the same thing, like it's for the same reasons that you chose no. the Hannah, you know? Um, I don't, I definitely don't think it's for the same reasons. Um, I mean, his thing with Hannah was history, right? Mm-hmm. It was a relation, it was a two-year relationship. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Ben, I think is much more about chemistry and attraction and that she just, for some reason, she loves Ben. Mm-hmm. And even though she did say it about Noel, at least at this point in time, she's not in love with Noel. Mm-hmm. And and there's and the reason that she wouldn't ever bring up Hannah is the same reason that she didn't have anything to say in the conversation when Noel asked, you know, why did you pick Ben? Mm-hmm. Because nothing that she says, like the truth is not gonna help things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But, you know, ultimately at the end of the day for as much as Noel's, you know, point, point taken from Vanessa, thanks for sharing this comment because it really made me think. I, you know, for as much as Noel's been beating this drum, like he's so into Felicity, he, he did make alternate mm-hmm. choices a couple times. And so he's not, can't be totally on his high horse. He's really hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been in a similar situation and he has, and Felicity hasn't always been first pick. I really hadn't been thinking about that way. I hadn't looked at it that way. Cause you really look back at season one and you think Noel's just pining for Felicity the whole time. You almost forget these blips with Hannah. Um, but you can't because yeah. Hannah was there yeah. and this was the end of a really long-term relationship for him. And um, there was a pull there. So I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. And you do wonder if, um, if something like that was going through Felicity's head because she may not have the same priorities, right. <laughs> that mm-hmm. any of the rest of us have. So I absolutely think, I mean, what she says to us is she knows what it would be like with Noel and she wants, she wants to answer the question, what if, mm-hmm. so it doesn't bug her forever. But in essence, she's closing the door on him by answering that question. Mm-hmm. So Part of that might be, you know, he closed the door on us and you kind of blame me for it. Um, So, you know, maybe it's my turn. Mm. Yeah, but we're never going to get that. I don't think we're ever going to get that thought process from her explained to us, but um, really cool take to think about. Um, I like that. So Yeah. So that's our feedback for today. We absolutely appreciate hearing from anybody who has feedback. I think I might just slip in here. If you want to share feedback with us, uh, like I said, I I mentioned before the email address, the Melissa fish at gmail.com again, Melissa with one L two S's the Melissa fish at gmail.com. Great for sending us feedback, Felicity fan art. And honestly, tell us what you think about what happened with Nolan Felicity in this episode, because I'm dying to hear from people who have uh, had years to think about their own perspectives on this um, or any amount of time. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And then if you want to join in the conversations we're having on Instagram, you can find us at Felicity podcast. And if you want to be informed, whenever we drop a new podcast episode, you can sign up for our uh, mailing list for our newsletter list. And you can find the link for that in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So you can sign up and we'll let you know when we drop the next one. Um, so what I did skip over though, what did we think about this episode overall? I think I'm going to need you to start with this one fish. Yeah. I think right before we, we get to our ratings, um, I, I think we were going to start doing this and I may be going rogue. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, we have not been mentioning, uh, I guess, ever uh, or just oh, the yeah. one time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, when we hear other podcasts, we hear people, people ask for, um, for ratings wherever you guys are listening to them. And um, so we would like to also make a similar request to to any of our listeners that um you know wherever you are if you can um can give the the episode or the overall podcast uh of rating um and or review if if you're feeling feeling like that um we would love that and and it would just really help us out to be able to kind of um I guess, get a little more visibility and, and have more people uh, be able to kind of join in and uh, listen and, and join the discussion. Yeah. I mean, see, this is why we need you fish because I just, you know, who, what, what can we say about me? What can we say? Gosh. Yeah. I mean, Hey, look, if, if you rating the episode can help another Felicity fan discover a place where people are talking about the show, it's a service. Um, so thanks, thanks in advance for anybody who does that. And yeah, let's, let's talk about our own ratings of this episode fish. What did you think of this one? Yeah. So as I said at the start, I, I did feel like it was a little emotionally flat. Um, but as we discussed it, you know, I, I agree. There were some great lines and there were, you know, a couple of conversations. I continue to say Noel is MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'll raise it a little bit. Uh, you know, I didn't think it was the best. Didn't think it was the worst. It was just kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I'll just, I'll give it, I think this is the first time I'm giving, well, it may not be the first time I'm giving a point something. I think I've done point fives before. So I'm going to give it a 6.5 gloves, which is always my unit of measurement. Okay. We have been, this is so far, this, so far this season, we've had like probably the most variability between our ratings maybe, um, that might not be true. Um, but it's about to happen here. So I think where I'm landing with this one. Okay. First of all, what is my unit of measurement? Yes, it is. And there were some options here. I had some good choices, but I'm going with Norwegian landscape classes. Uh (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I I felt really happy about that one. Um, I'm going 8.6 with this. 
much higher than I thought I was going to come in with this before getting into the episode. But I think I'm really coming around on ancient history because the Felicity and Noel stuff is so good. (laughs) Like, it's, it's so good. And I, I would watch this episode just for that. I also think, you know, the comedic stuff of just all the roommate interviews was <laughs> awesome. And then, like you said, that closing scene within the loft where we get maybe almost a minute of silence. Mm-hmm. The show doesn't do that kind of thing a lot with just the really quiet, we're watching people in a space. And I thought that played very well and showed us everything it needed to. Um, I also think that... I appreciate why you feel this one is flatter. And I think that's why I don't always think about this episode. Like I don't get excited about this episode on a reach watch usually because it is, we just came off of two. Maybe if you look back at the end of season one, two, like three, four, five, really explosive episodes, really tense episodes. And this one is about, we're hitting this reset button. And we're going to have to earn that kind of payoff again if we're going to get to it. And so this is really about letting things simmer, starting to let some of these relationships heal or get to a new place so that we can throw more attention at them later in some other way. And so I think it was a really important episode. And I believe if that is the objective, that they did it really well. Also, we heard from Sally again. So thank you, Sally, for coming back, even though it's probably the shortest tape you've ever left for Felicity and shame on you for that, um, because you've got like 10 episodes worth of explaining to do. Hey, hey, don't speak ill of the dead. Glad to have you back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Fair point. But yeah, so 8.6 out of 10 Norwegian landscape classes for me. Nice. Yeah. Um. I agree. I mean, I I think the stuff with Noel was great. I mean, there are a lot of great moments when you look back and you think about them. But on actually watching it, my experience was less. And and you're right. It's it's completely necessary to have the the sort of lower or less intense moments so that you can have the higher intense moments but unfortunately that means i'm still gonna rate the less intense moments lower fair enough well the next episode that we're going to talk about is going to be episode four called the depths what uh what do you think that means um, I think that they go on a joint scuba trip where they um explore underwater caves somewhere in New York and <laughs> actually in the sewers, and they will find and befriend a small squid named Tabby. My goodness. Okay. You went really specific and that was a bold choice here, my friend. Yep. I uh, love your work. Okay. Stick, so that's what I'm you think about it. it. I'm, 
I don't know what I'm going to think of this episode when we get to it. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it holds up with the kind of scrutiny we give to it. But we'll see. All right. We'll see how it goes. Should be an interesting one. But anything else you wanted to say about this episode before we close out, Fish? I don't think so. I think we, we have covered it all. Every single piece of it. All right. Well, until next time, Fish, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.